And I'm back. Alrighty. I texted Dave. We'll see. So, what have you been up to today? Uh, I worked a little bit, um, but left early. And my there he is. And my my uh, wife my wife is out of town. Nice. So I left I left work early to be home by myself. And it's been a, it's been good. I made dinner and watched a movie and drank. Did a little running around. So it was productive and enjoyable. Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna have a, a lost weekend of sorts. She keeps telling me, don't drink too much. Okay. I gotta get ready for, for AC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm training. Hi, Dave, by the way. There he is. Ah. Don't you dare call me out like that. <laughs> How dare you? I'm Just so sorry. I, you know I can't carry this weight. So, so this is weird because this is one where, like, with Chris, we're not quite sure. Like, I wasn't sure. Like, like obviously, I thought your English was probably pretty good. But I'm like, I don't necessarily like doing a podcast with a guy where we haven't spoken to them ever. So we never know how it's going to be. So, so no pressure. Yeah, it's a weird situation for me as well. And um, actually, I don't think my English is all that good, uh, especially considering what I'm studying. But it's okay. You will understand me, and people will be able to interpret what I was trying to say. So, yeah. Right. And and if they have problems, we'll just fill in the blanks for them with the scene yeah, phrases, exactly. or we'll we'll edit in all the stuff that they, <laughs> they would understand better. And our German is terrible. So <laughs> all my Ger all my German I learned from GI combat comic books, like Schnell, Achtung, Feuer. That's all I know. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good way to learn German, actually. Like, ja, Kommandant. <laughs> Jawohl, Kommandant. That's all I know. <laughs> that's all. I actually love when, when Americans and or native English speakers uh, speak German. It's it's hilarious. It's funny. Yeah, I think oh, native, native English speakers speaking anything else is always bad. Oh, so when, when uh, native English speakers try to speak German, do you guys make fun of them? Um, no, so... If, if native speakers speak something else than German, like French or so, it's, it's, German is always funny. There's always something funny. And maybe that's because I'm German. Maybe French and hilarious as well when you guys speak French. But it's just funny. For example, so I was you playing... You, <laughs> I'm you, just playing... Don't, you don't appreciate the fact that we're actually trying to speak your language and be like, like open-minded and stuff? You actually want to mock us for that? or No, 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 no. I, I love it in a positive way. It's, it's not mocking. No, absolutely not. <laughs> That sounded so <laughs> sincere. That was very good. I'm, yeah, making, I'm making funny in the best possible sense of the word. Because <laughs> <laughs> Pete speaks, Pete Gade speaks some German. Like he's, I think his father is, I think he is second generation German American. Ah, okay. Didn't know or, that. Or we like to call them Kraut Americans. <laughs> second generation Kraut Americans. Yeah. Hey, All Paul right. should also have an ancestry, right? Yeah, probably. With that It's name. inevitable. That's right. Yeah. And just the email address alone. <laughs> like Paul Schorf. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah. You're going to be you're German. You're clearly German. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, so we ready to get started? Because I am like probably too drunk for a typical episode. This, this might be That's good a news. Really drunk episode. That's right. Good. Uh, I, I already got a lecture from my wife uh, about two hours ago. So, you know, like a, like a state, status of the marriage type, status <laughs> of the marriage type. Of just, just, just taking the pulse. Hey, where are we at here? Because you seem pretty drunk and we're just having dinner. Like, those <laughs> <laughs> conversations. Nothing was, was I love. meeting out? Was I meeting out some punishments with a little dilly dilly? Maybe I was. It might have been happening. But that's hey, fine. You know, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my share of those. That's right. Standing I, on couches and chairs. The the drunker I get, the more obedience I require from my children. So <laughs> nice. All right. So I think we're ready to go, right? We ready to do this? Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. So Rex is already like, okay, I think I'm clocking Dave in as a, as a four out of ten, so I can only g- gleefully mark as Dave starts to move to the ten of the drunk scale. <laughs> but we'll see. All right. Advance after combat. So this is the Advanced After Combat podcast. This is a wargaming podcast brought, brought to you by myself, Dave, uh, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And a guest host that we bring every time f- from our BGG guild, uh, selected carefully by the Oracle. And this time, our guest host is Chris. Hello. Welcome. Now, Chris, are you being referred to as Chris or just... so? Yeah, Chris is best. Uh, my actual name is Christopher, but um, it's not very common in Germany. And whenever I introduce myself, people start calling me Christoph, which is much more common in Germany mm. after like five minutes or Christian. And so I adopted Chris. I think okay. that's fair. Yeah. And CH even, not even, not, not, the, not the K. Yeah, that's a Russian thing, I think, with K. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. Chris, I, li- I like it. I like right. okay. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. So Chris is from a foreign country. Uh, <laughs> yes. He's from Spoiler. Germany. He's from Germany. Yeah, what am I here? Chris, what area of Germany are you from? <laughs> okay, so, well, technically, I'm from Bavaria. Um, but that's like the, isn't it like the South? Isn't it like Dixie? Like this, that's like the Confederacy. Right for Germany. Yes, yes. Like but... it's a southern, it's a southern area. Both go, go, brother. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So there's some there's some flag waving. Yeah, Bavaria is very special within Germany, um, and that's based on history, obviously. And even now, it's you often feel like you have entire of Germany and Bavaria. It's it's always a special thing. But uh, that being said, I'm living in the north uh, western part of um, Bavaria, which is called Franconia. Okay. And um, Franconians don't see themselves as Bavarian, and always joke about uh, still being annexed by Bavaria and that the Allies forgot to liberate them. And <laughs> so, so technically, so, so is that area more by like the Ruhr, like the Rhine area? Uh, no, that's uh, mine. Okay. The river that flows through Frankfurt as well. So that's okay. close to to Frankfurt. We are like 
an hour and a half maybe away from Frankfurt and so, so three Clay hours Stone's, away from, from Munich or so. For Clay Stone's benefit, can you give him an actual hex number for your uh, where you were born? Is there a hex number that he can uh, capture? Can <laughs> there are many hex numbers. <laughs> yeah, probably there is one. Uh, if there is, I don't know, in Gauss, but it should we, be. We, we um, might wanna, we might we'll know. put it on the plexi. We'll put it on the plexi, dude, when we play. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you guys probably know Schweinfurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sure. Würzburg is like half an hour away. So nice, a lot, a lot of history. Yes, absolutely. Put it, putting it lightly, I think it's how also it, nice. So, how is it to be German and be a war gamer? Is that like an unusual thing? Like being a young guy and and uh, playing war games? Is that you keep it on the down low, or you kind of like? Yeah, don't necessarily mention it on first date. That's right. So, is this, is this like an after you're engaged type thing? <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, here's this game that's called Serbien Mushterben, but uh, I'm not a racist or anything. Yeah, so, no. is, it, is it kind of <laughs> is it kind of frowned on? Is wargaming kind of frowned uh, I, on a little bit? I think it would be if people would know that it exists, because oh, so, Ger so Germans are very picky these days about war and. I mean, you, you maybe got the idea when Hitler's Reich uh, was released, and 90% of the people who complained about the name were Germans and rated it a 1 accordingly, um, right. which was a bit embarrassing. <laughs> but right. yeah, that's, I think that's uh, how people would treat me if they knew more. But that being said, um, well, there are not a lot of war gamers in Germany. There are a lot in the, um, in the Western area, like in, in Essen. Um, there's a couple of wargamers I know, and two of them are actually in the guild. And but apart from that, it's it's very hard to find opponents, and I don't necessarily talk a lot about my hobby. No, is yeah, right. So it's kind of like you have to keep it secret. And I'm sure, if it's, especially if it's World War II, that's probably a little bit more yeah. sensitive. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, so. There's not going to be any uh, German AAC conventions, probably. There were any <laughs> conventions not. in Germany? Actually, actually, yeah, yeah, there are two or three actually. Um, they are not that, big, but we have a dedicated um, kind of club for historical board gaming uh, uh, that you can join. And I was part for a long time, and I want to be part again. I just forgot to uh, my yearly fee, so yeah. So, so Chris, but, for you, is wargaming something where you're like, I'm going to pick a hobby that no one else is ever going to be in. Like, I'm going to be so off the charts. No one's, e no one's ever <laughs> going to be into this, this hobby. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm a rebel, total rebel. Yeah. <laughs> Good question how I got there. Um, <laughs> well, initially, I played a lot of video games. And I was always interested in, like, military history and stuff. So that was always a thing, and my father's very interested in military history and stuff. So I probably got it from him. Because of his and time serving in the Wehrmacht? No. <laughs> he did, like, the basic service. Just, just um, joking, just joking, folks. Just joking. There's no evidence <laughs> for that. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I mean, he did basic service, and I didn't go to the army anyway. So... But it's it's just um, I'm a pacifist warmonger, I guess. Nice, yeah. Cheers. So, so, yeah. I'll, I'll so drink to that. On a personal level, you're a pacifist. 
Mm. Uh, but you enjoy like reenacting war games on a on an intellectual level. Uh, well, this might sound wrong, but I think civil wouldn't be where it is, and you can interpret this either way. Um, but civilization wouldn't be where it is if there wasn't war. So, yeah, there's a couple German chancellors who would probably agree with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I mean, it just seems like it's an interesting perspective for us because in America, it's kind of like, meh, like people, we, we have enough stuff that people are freaking out about that uh, they could care less about if you're playing war games. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But for, for Germany, obviously, but God forbid it's a very you show thing. a nipple, then it's on. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's but funny. I mean, I mean, like the, for you guys, there's a serious, like, you know, you can't have swastikas, you can't, there's a lot of major uh, repercussions from World War II, and I was just kind of curious about how that would affect, like, being a war gamer, if it's like, uh, you're going to be at a college party, and you're, you're a girl's like, hey, what do you like doing? And you're like, oh, I like recreating uh, the Blitzkrieg into France. And they're like, oh, <laughs> like, blowing a whistle. <laughs> right, right. Or, or you, you might not want to go with the girl who's like, oh, I think that sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so Chris, Chris, you're a college student? Uh, university student. Oh, university. Okay. Do you have a girlfriend? Yes. Does she know that you're a war gamer? Yes, and she's very supportive, but passive supportive. She doesn't play board games. She doesn't like them. Yeah, so, so we so, we see how this works out. But right, right. That, that's how does that work? I mean, my wife won't play a war game with me either. She'll play uh, like what do they call the one? What's the one with the trains? She'll play the train game. That's it. Ticket to ride. Uh, ticket to ride. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. She'll play. <laughs> our, our, our Mary, Mister Darcy. That's it. Which yeah. is, of course, a chauvinist indictment of uh, uh, late <laughs> British Victorian society, but that's fine. Of course. <laughs> no, that's fine, actually. Um, as I said, she's very supportive. She thinks it's a great hobby. And I think she envies me at some moments. Not necessarily that she would like to join the hobby. That's not the case, but just because I have a very dedicated hobby. Now, and she was, was very first... supportive of the um, podcast as well, so... Oh, nice. has, she, has she listened to the podcast? No, I want oh, to show God. her some. No, some, no, no, please no, no, don't. no, that's a bad no, idea. No, 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 no one wants no, no. that. No one Dude, wants that. Okay. The, the, the other day, I had a board gaming day over at my house, and one of the dads is like, he's into podcasts. He's like, and so my daughter's like, oh yeah, my dad has a podcast. He's like, oh really? Which I'm like, nope, <laughs> we're not. I'm not telling you. Not telling you what the podcast is. Like, we are not going down that road. <laughs> you are not listening to my pod. I'm not having my podcast life and my real life meet. <laughs> that is not happening. <laughs> So, so Chris, when you actually showed your uh, girlfriend a war game, which war game was it? Like, has she seen a war game that you? Yeah, playing? tons of war games. I'm and I'm often telling her about specific war games. Like, she's talking a lot, and I'm not a big talker. And so sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I get my yeah, yeah. and that's like I, marriage, also marriage. <laughs> sometimes I get my five minutes by telling her about a new game I got. and But I can't remember which the first one was I showed her. I think I very quickly declared why Serbian Mushterbian, what it is called. That's right. okay. Just that that is out of the way. But I sold it, so uh, it's fine now. People are allowed back into my room. So, so like, your setup, what's your setup? You have, like, an apartment? You guys share an apartment? And. Uh, no. Yet. Um, so she's living in a different city, 
we met in this city, but then she moved and she's living in Kassel now. And, and you is, might you might say like, why does Dave want to know this? But Jason and I, we've been married for a long time, <laughs> no, we so need, we, yeah. we want to hear every detail, every sweet <laughs> bachelor life, right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm living in a in a flat with another guy. Uh huh. And so your uh, girlfriend lives in another town. Uh, no, she's not of town. She's in her city right now, okay. and I especially moved back for the podcast, so you know nice. she wouldn't have so your dedication. <laughs> <laughs> and also, but, but, and but also you, I needed some off. <laughs> but you have your own bedroom, right? Oh. Yes, exactly. I have my own room, and uh, I have a table for gaming. Is the is the table for gaming in your room, or is it like in the common yeah, area? It's my room. No, it's oh, my nice, room. nice. I wouldn't. Right allow anyone to touch now is your roommate okay with the gaming or is he like not a gamer he doesn't know he has no we idea. we don't nice. talk a lot you that don't talk glorious. to you don't talk to your roommate yeah not a lot he is special let's He's, say that so you don't get along well with him um we get along but uh he's kind of a what would you call that he's smoking a lot of pot Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, is he is he listening right now next to you? Is he sitting next to you? No, right now? he's not here. <laughs> he's not here. Oh my lord! Well, okay. <laughs> well, that takes the edge off the uh, fantasy that I had there. So I'm not going to be <laughs> masturbating to that memory. So. <laughs> All right. So we um, we really need that that utopia of of fifty fifty time. Like I think it, my, it's. B mode. I think it's. B-mode. I know he has it. He he's done it right. My wife and I were she you know talking about her. She's going through some stuff with her dad and her stepmom, and and we were talking about when we get older and yada 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 and traveling and I'm like oh so basically life before Cameron. She's like yeah that's what I want. I'm like you mother fucking that's what we like, had. You had that. You had it. <laughs> we had that. But you wanted to have a baby. But I, but I want that also, you know, not not just with the kids. I want it everywhere. I want, you know, 50-50. Give me me time. And then we can have, like you, you called it, vegetarian. Uh, that's Dave. right. A vegetarian experience. Uh, I think you might be too, too nice. Because after a while, if you act more abrasive, eventually they're like, oh, my God, I can't wait till he just goes away for like four <laughs> days. I think my, my retirement, my wife is concerned that i'm going to be around all the time <laughs> <laughs> you have to do things like stare at her stuff and be like hey maybe we should try to reorganize all these things and they're like then they're like hey don't you have to get back to work like, just <laughs> immediately send you back to work <laughs> all right so yeah, chris no, sorry chris, so we have chris, beyond the 50 50 chris what is the uh first war game that you ever got started with um technically it's a few acres of snow if you count that nice. as a war game that's a good game um, eh. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah i guess yeah it was it's, okay for a start yeah the second one was much better than opponent's triumph so now were you like hey this looks like a good euro and you started playing it and then suddenly you're like oh my gosh this is a war game my, my um, German, my German bloodlust is becoming like <laughs> yeah. is rising as I play this game. So I need to find more warlike games, <laughs> more ground to fight over. That's right. I feel yeah. an urge to invade France. Thanks. Capture. That's, that's the funny. Blood of that's my funny ancestors. because 
my first sex encounter game was case yellow so <laughs> nice <laughs> so so if you were playing a game and the two sides were it's world war ii and it's germany and france which one would you play chris um solitaire germany I would focus uh, on Germany, obviously. Uh, right. The good guys. Uh, You're seeing them as the good guys. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well. And then, like, face-to-face. Well, -face. Uh, depends. I don't really have so, favorites. So playing, I normally... So if, but I'm saying face-to-face, -face, you're playing a game. There's World War II, Germans on one side, French on the other. Which side would you pick? Who's the opponent? Like, say it's Anthony. Or me. Okay. Um, AACCon yeah, 2022. Jason. Okay. I would or, take yeah, French. A, to or, a or... total roll, a total marshmallow, Jason. Because <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't care. Yeah, I would probably take the French. Um, because uh, I'm not a very competitive player and I just like to have fun. And I could imagine that a lot of guys want to play but, Germans. But, I don't, but, yeah, I don't but really care game, about playing the Germans. Same, but same game, solo, French or Germans. Yeah, Germans. <laughs> Battle of the Bulge. Battle of the Bulge. French or American? Or Germans or Americans? Which one would you pick? Well, I'm currently playing the Americans in uh, Last Battle oh, Creek. So. Oh, good. No, good not, solo. <laughs> oh, solo, not solo. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, you solo, have to switch in Last Battle Creek. So. All right, Chris. Solo. Uh, Battle of the Bulge. Germans versus Americans. Yeah, Germans. <laughs> okay. Solo. Uh, Napoleonic Wars, 1814. Germans, Prussians versus French. <laughs> uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, I, I think guess everyone takes France. France. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you, you want. We don't want to have the old ones, don't you? You don't want to be Blucher? Ah, uh, all right, that's fair. All right, good. All right, cool. that's fair. All right, so uh, Chris, what is the first war game that you ever really played that kind of got you in? Not a, a, a game game, but like a like an actual not a Martin Wallace. war game. You know, someone that maybe a guy whispered to you in a dark alley and brought you down and, and got you down where the pullet side weren't looking, you could actually play it. <laughs> Open the trench arrested. coat. Psst, psst. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that would be Case Yellow. And Case Yellow was a very conscious decision. I, so I started out with um, a few acres of snow and Napoleon's Triumph. Those were my first two games. Then I got uh, Twilight Struggle. And... Then I realized there were also these sex encounter games, which are a lot more complex than what I had. And um, did they give you the first game for free just to get you started? And then they started charging you no. after that. Gosh, no! <laughs> Would be nice if they did. Right. Prices are crazy in Germany. Not not as bad as in Australia, but not fun either. But yeah, it was a very conscious decision. I looked like for two weeks or so, and then decided I should take Case Yellow. And I had no idea how to play it. I was completely overwhelmed. And I think it took me two years when I revisited it. That uh, for the first time I played it correctly. But yeah, that was the game that got me started, more or less. So, so how do you meet other war gamers in Germany? Is this some kind of subtle mating ritual? Like very careful. Yeah, like, yeah, they're like dark rooms. Um, like everyone's feeling which you there's, meet there's glory holes where guys will stick counters yeah, through exactly, and you clip them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much like that. No. <laughs> so the only German gamers I met were all via board game geek. Okay. And um, but yeah, I mean, most of them are not even close to me. So I so, did manage so in, to get in, one in, friend so, of mine into being. So in your area, you're probably the only war gamer. Well, there's another guy who I'm, I'm playing ASL Sadakis with. 
but he's completely new to games. I mean, I more nice. or less introduced him. He was just interested. And ha has um, it occurred to you that he might be a government? That is no, he's, like, <laughs> he's, he's, from, he's from Serbia, so I don't think so. <laughs> God, if you guys go to war, they're going to be like, Chris, we're calling you up. We're making you a field marshal. You're one the of only the war gamers. We need the only you. One, you're the only one that understands tactics. <laughs> <laughs> the entire German military. What is a panzer? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. We've been so distracted. We have no idea anything about tactics and strategy. You're our only hope. It's you. It's you and Mark Herman. You and Mark Herman. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what would happen anyway. Field Marshal Herman is called back to the motherland. Actually, I get for you guys, it's a fatherland. Or is for Germany, is it a fatherland? Not anymore, it is. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that. You're not even, no. He's like, literally, he's like Dave, literally, if no, I say that. No, 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 he's no, like, no. Literally, he's like, literally, if I say that, I'll be arrested immediately. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, I felt it, that way about saying Dixie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. All right. That's awesome. So, um, first, so that was your first war game. So now you're kind of like, you got to keep it low key a bit. Do you think you're ever going to attend any of our conventions? Well, yeah. Chris, Sometime, I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll just have to. We'll have to come up with a legitimate reason for you to come to the country because I don't have to let you come if you uh, tell them. Well, I, didn't, I don't need much. Re I have enough reasons. I want to visit tons of Civil War battlefields and go okay. to California. So I don't need a reason. I just need to get Good. my girlfriend to follow along. Why? Because I, it won't work without her. So, so is your is your girlfriend pretty hot? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yes, you're, you're pretty no, good. Girlfriend. I, I, how, how long is this relationship? She's not living. It's fine. Um, how okay, long okay. is this, so this relationship? She's, she's okay. <laughs> she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so f let's 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 divide it up. Face one through ten. Uh, face. <laughs> Face, just face. <laughs> um, an eight. Oh, good. Uh, body was an eight. <laughs> uh, action, movement, activity, in 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 coitus. In uh, <laughs> not very high. Not very high. No. Oh, that's it's gotten, it's gotten worse. Yeah. Oh no! As as the body rating that's goes okay. down, the, in, yeah. the action rating. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It happens. Yeah, oh, well, we we are working I, on it. So I hate to tell you, brother, but it's not going to get any better. Yeah, <laughs> so I know, I know. I'm good, son. I know it's over, so that's fine. This this might be the time for you to take a trip, just Chris. <laughs> Chris only. Some me time. Yeah, dude. Let's let's make this trip all about Chris. This is a Chris. I, it's my trip, right? Huh? That's right. But but she doesn't know it. That's it. I mean, it's not like she's paying for your apartment. Who cares? We are moving. We are moving in October. So. Oh no! No! So, no! No! So, no! <laughs> but to be fair, Dave and I have both been divorced at least one time. So maybe we're not the best, yes, but so, also no, maybe no, we're we the know. best. We, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Know. Yeah, I We've think it's it. almost impossible these days to not get divorced uh -huh. at least one. Dude, if you already have doubts, you got you, um, you should you should not move in with somebody. If you have any doubt at all, never move. No, I don't have doubt about moving together. Absolutely not. But uh, why? Why? You, yeah, like, that, you mean th that other stuff you, don't... You, can, you can work on. But uh, so I'm sorry. So is the plan for you guys? Are you guys planning to move in together or not move in together? 
No, we we will move together. We already uh, uh, um, got a flat in in her town, in her city. Yeah, I know it's a bad decision to uh, move to your girlfriend's place, but um, how much yeah. is your deposit? Maybe we can help them out <laughs> on this, guys. <laughs> Go fund me. No, it's it's actually it's an awesome flat, and I get a room for two tables. Uh, uh, I, I for wargaming, so no, I understand, but I get your motivation. I understand that sounds great. The wargaming part sounds great, but whatever. She'll never <laughs> no, she's, to this. she's actually great. I, I love her. I absolutely love her. I mean, you, she's got her flaws, so, but wait, so, so, so. You're so in love with her. Um, but yeah. you describe describe her face as a meh. No, he said eight. It was an eight of ten. Eight. So, okay, well, what was the body? Eight? He said it was no, eight. It was, it was no, an eight. That's it was cheap. not a current eight. What is <laughs> well, it now? Um, uh, five to six, I don't know. <laughs> but we are working on it. We are working on it. There you your, go. Attorney, you, uh, yeah. your attorney has asked what? that you not answer that question. Uh, your legal <laughs> Chris, counsel. Chris, what's your body? <laughs> yeah, 10 out of 10. There you That's go. right. Obviously, he's a stud. <laughs> We're all studs. <laughs> We're all tens out of ten. I could get something Fours. better. I should leave her. That's right. Okay, so Chris, there is a, a thing sweat, called Dave. a quiz. I'm getting a little nervous here. <laughs> There's a thing <laughs> called <a> controversial. <laughs> yeah. Either way, if even if he breaks up with her, he still has the apartment. So yeah, exactly. still like board exactly. I just want mm. to have. I'm a just big glad we haven't room. taken this quiz. So, so there's a wargaming <laughs> quiz. Uh, what? So, Chris, it's optional. You don't have to take it if you don't want to take it. So, just letting you know. Yeah, uh, I love optional. So, let's do it. All right. Nice. So now, your second choice is uh, you could either have Jason help you with the quiz, or you could have myself help you with the quiz. I want you, Dave. <laughs> Do you want me to help? That's probably the right answer. (laughs) Thank God, because I didn't didn't know how to print it. My printer's not working. All right, so let's go. All right, let me go here. Show. Dave's getting the old email going. The fuck? Oh, you fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Fuck it. Freaking freaking. <laughs> it's like my, <laughs> my dad trying to do his email. Fucker. All right. I don't know why I don't send you this thing in the beginning. It's like. <laughs> you know, I, I thought about making that suggestion three months ago and then I didn't. <laughs> Our, D- Dave and my relationship works better if I just let Dave do what he wants to do. Oh, I see. Just like, just like me and my wife. Yeah. Okay, I found it. Here we go. I'm a giver. Nice. Dave, did you see that that email that that came to the AAC email? I did. I thought I'd read it right now while we're doing it. It was okay. so good. Right. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> I was like, "Is this?" This might be a sock puppet, but it's but it's pretty good. I suspected the same thing that it might be a joke. Yeah. Either way. All right. So we, we got an email recently. I thought I'd read it because I thought it was pretty appropriate for our <laughs> fan base and kind of like the type of guys that we're trying it's, to encourage. It's pretty funny. 
So, uh, and Jason, I think I just sent it to you. So, okay. So let me run through the email. Let's see. <laughs> so the email, uh, the listener, we get an email from a listener, and sometimes we get emails from listeners, and sometimes generally we don't respond because they're like, "Yeah, I, oh shit, send message, message error. Are you fucking kidding me? Hold on." <laughs> Because sometimes, like the emails are just like, "Hey, you guys are doing a good job. Thanks," and we we know and we appreciate it. But <laughs> but this one was he sounded like us at the end of a podcast while writing it, which which is always <laughs> which is good. All right, let me work on this one real quick, and I'm going to try to because I got this fuck goddamn. All right, you, you do that. This, I'll, I'll read no, no, it. I'll read the. Email. Oh yeah, yeah, you read it. You read it. <laughs> So it's from Galumak. It says, hello, longtime listener, about a couple months now, first time caller. Did you go to jail or rehab? Where's your podcast? <laughs> I very much need your podcast because I have a life, job, family, so I get no time to play. So I have feed my love of war games through you guys and your podcast your show is great and your stories about your family and the wives reaction to your gaming hit so close to home that you have me crying with laughter you guys amaze me i i would just like to end it there but but there's more that's, that's right <laughs> <laughs> you are like drunken idiot savants with your game analysis yeah it was better the than idiot amazing savant, but that's fine yeah idiot savant kind of thing things, is always a little but... like yeah. Nobody likes to be called an idiot, but that's no. fine. I guess Savant <laughs> is good. Does Vassal work if you can only play like 30 minutes a week? Yes, it does. And Gallum, by the way, Vassal is spelled with two A's, so don't call that's us right. idiot Savants. Mm -hmm. All right. We're not Tom Vassal. <laughs> anyway, get the damn podcast out so I can have some me time through your time. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Gallumach. That's, that's always fun. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, I thought that was it's very beautiful. I, I laughed. Yeah, I was. It, it, it was it might definitely also, accurate. It might it might also be Marshall or um, Casey. Uh, too but, well, but that's okay. too well thought out to be Marshall. Probably <laughs> uh, not drunk or like ranting enough. That's, yeah. That would be my guess there. It's uh, not yeah, threatening it, enough. Yeah, it could also be like yeah, it could also be like like the. Uh, yeah, exactly. That uh, what's that? Tony, what's his face? Yeah, Tony Clifton, Casey. Tony Clifton, yeah, yeah. who's gone now, pretty much disappeared. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, have you? I sent an email. Did you? Get I it? have it. I have it. All right. All right. Good. All right. The name of this quiz is Dude. Okay. First question, though, Chris, what are you drinking right now? Like, what time? Ah, is good it question. Journey, what are you drinking? Uh, sorry, I forgot to click my button. Um, so currently it's uh, 6 a.m. in the morning, and I am drinking a beer, nice. and it's it's called Stöttebeker. I don't know if you know Stöttebeker. He was a German pirate. And, Ooh, uh, you had me at pirate. Yeah, yar. Um, so that's that's a black beer. Something. Something. I, I just went to the local supermarket and bought all the most fancy bottles. So yeah. Nice. And now, are, are, you, this, are you a drinker in a, general? Right. Um. Yeah. Okay. Not. <laughs> not. He is in college. I mean, come on. Okay. That's, that's, that's true. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not drinking. I'm not necessarily drinking regularly, but when I drink, I drink a lot. 
That's good. I think that's good. So how many beers have you had so far today? Uh, that's my first one, but I had two Irish coffee, so. Okay, nice. All right. Uh, Jason, what have you been drinking? I am drinking tequila. Nice. Good. Uh, I've had three quarters of a bottle of Bushmills, and uh, now yep. I'm drinking, uh, I'm on the Ale 12th Never Lagunitas. Very nice. nice. Yeah, my, my, my bottle was new um, Wednesday night. My wife and I each had two ounces out of it, and there are about three ounces left. So I've I've had about twenty ounces of tequila. So Chris, when do you anticipate going to a gaming convention in the in the Americas? Uh, uh, hopefully next year. So nice. Going to come when the uh, Aussies come? Uh, uh, no, unfortunately not. Oh, what what convention are you going to go to? Uh, sorry, AC. Oh, I, got, I understood the Aussie con. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, AAC con, obviously. Oh, oh, so you're going oh to nice. To one. No, 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 not the year. Oh, oh, the year after that. Yes, yes, yes. Though I got to say, the Aussies made a T-shirt that I'm like, yeah, I can't wear that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wear cunt. It's like they were, they were so enthusiastic. That I'm like, it's so obviously cunt on the front of the shirt. I cannot wear that anywhere. Like I don't. Like if I'm on the elliptical at home, and even then, my wife's gonna be like, nice shirt. <laughs> like <there's, laughs> the middle like, finger is pushing it. The, the the cut is maybe a bridge too far. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We thought we were edgy with the middle finger, <laughs> yeah. but but the asterisk does not save the cunt statement from being like people are like what? The it's fuck? like cunt. Oh no, cunt with the asshole adjacent, which is very they're appropriate. Like, but. They're, like, they're, like, look, they're like, look what a cute little kiwi bird is next to the cunt. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, no, the it's cunt, not dude. distracting like, enough. They're looking right at the cunt. When I saw it, I'm like, can you guys? literally walk around with it like that on i mean like we had guys nervous about uh wearing the uh uh size matters yeah. shirt for some walk on yeah so shit jesse didn't want to have the uh fucking keppy or the little red keppy uh thing on his on his uh, badge for his UGG. <laughs> these guys are walking around with cunt t-shirts on <laughs> i guess maybe that's it like if you say like you're going all in and you're like, fuck it. We're just yeah. saying cunt. You're and just at the like, hotel bar. Yeah, we like, don't fuck even know you, how cunt. to deal with that. Pour me another beer, cunt. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you're you're right, these cunt. guys must be really liberated. <laughs> they're like, these guys are so liberated, we don't even know how to handle it because they're like totally cunting up the whole place. <laughs> 20 years from now, Jason and Dave will be arrested for recording this podcast. That's all right. The FBI will show their asses. <laughs> Because we said we'll be fired from our FBI jobs. Remember when you were controversial? Saying cunt cunt will be punished with a death penalty and will be executed. (laughs) But yeah, I thought that was incredible. I was like, I was like, yeah, the asterisk between C and N is not saving the teacher. It's no, no, because they're like, hey. Dave will send you. They're like, "What's three sets?" I'm like, "Eh, I don't know if you want to waste your money because I don't know if I'm gonna wear it because I don't think I can wear the shirt." My wife might cut me. I mean, although hey, I didn't think about that aspect. Little bedroom action. Maybe the wife should wear that shirt. Ooh, there you go. Oh, oh there you go. Now she's the cunt. Wait, no, wait. Too far. <laughs> there's a quiz. Yeah, there's a want quiz. To say that. Reject. Hey, there's a quiz. All right, so there there's is a quiz. quiz. Uh, we, we decided to take it, so yep. it's going to be Jason answering yep. the questions. I'm looking, and, at, uh, I'm Chris, looking at the questions. 
you have selected me as your assistant, your humble assistant. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help you out here. So you get three. You get three assists from Dave. Only three. That's right. Plus or but minus I will give you, three. I'll give you a heads up like, <laughs> hey, I might know it. I might not know it. Whatever. All right. Okay. Hit Dude, me. AACCon in 20 days. That's the Dude, I, have so, I have so much work. I'm going on at work. It's like ridiculous. I am ready to light it all on fire. I'm ready to quit my job to go to the con. I'm so ready I'm, for this convention. I'm so, I'm so buried. <laughs> it's not even funny. It's time for name that opposing commander. Everyone's favorite question. The Battle of Gergovia, 52 BC. My commander, of course, is Julius Caesar. Who is yours? Vercingetorix. Say that again. Sounds good to me. Vercingetorix. <laughs> that sounds yeah. good to me. That was way too fast. He's like totally on it. That, that is correct. Yes. <laughs> Recording. No, that's where all the, the confetti drops. Wow. <laughs> Did Braxton also send you the quiz? That was amazing. No, 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 no. That's amazing. <laughs> We're dealing with the German intellect here. Don't yes. underestimate it. I, I even know where it is, so yeah. Oh, very nice. The Battle of Derschau? Is that is that okay. right? Yeah. 1627? Derschau? Yep. Is it a... Derschau. Derschau? See, I had it right the he, first he, time. He's, he's, like, he's like, please say it correctly. You're yeah. yourself. <laughs> I said Derschau the first time. That's, that's He did. Right. That's right. He was quick it's, to correct you. I appreciate it. I need it. Idaho public education. It was education. good. It was good. It was really good. Uh, my commander is Stanislaw. Ooh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, Gustav Adolf the Great. Oh. <laughs> oh. Did you already guess the other guy? Yeah. Who did you say? Gustav Adolf. What the fuck, man? I didn't. I'm even... getting pike players. Sorry, dude. dude <laughs> I didn't invading get... Europe. This is what they do. This is what they do, man. German efficiency, Oof. man. I'm I'm feeling inefficient. <laughs> oh, people uh, that, start that was correct, knocking by at the, the way. wall. Uh, okay. All right, the Battle of uh, Utah Springs, 1781. It's not Utah like the state. It's E U T A W. Okay. Don't you tell us who your generals? I do. I'm getting there. I'm. 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 I'm doing my due diligence. My commander is Alexander Stewart. Who is yours? Um, I have no idea. I've so played. I'm not you with this. Yeah, I've played the game on Utah Springs, but I hated it. And you, the guy you named, is American. Okay, you're not allowed to tell. Obviously, <laughs> I, have, I, have no, I have no freaking clue. I'm just uh, who? Who was the British guy during the American Revolution? Um, I have no fucking clue. Dave, no. Oh, I'm not helping on this one. I have okay. no idea. Nathaniel Green. Ah, okay. Oh, he's the American guy, right? Nathaniel yeah. Green. Yep. Yeah. The Battle of Manila Bay, 1898. My commander is Patricio Montojo. Who is yours? 
Uh, I also, I'm not helping you on this one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Do it. Yeah, no, I have no fucking clue. Admiral George Dewey. Okay. Never heard of the guy. I think that's fair. the uh, Santiago yeah. campaign stuff, what it's called? I don't know. That sounds right. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah, we're it's not we're not point. military history professors. No. I mean, come on. <laughs> we just do this dude, for fun. Dude, it's just a podcast. Like we <laughs> break. So, Are you trying to learn something? The Battle of Quezon, nineteen sixty-eight. Oh, my, oh, oh. My commander is Tron Quai. Oh, <laughs> Who is yours? This is Safe. one I wouldn't nope. know. No idea. What? I have no idea. Yeah, see, see, that was uh, what I was fearing. That as soon as Vietnam comes, I would have wanted to chase yeah. him. But yeah, um, I, you can't switch. I wouldn't. You can't I wouldn't switch horses midstream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so oh, fuck. Tang Fang Hook from the South Vietnamese Army. That's <laughs> good. David E. Lowndes. Uh, wow. Yeah. Too American. Colonel. Yeah, who Colonel is it, guy? David even? E. Lowndes. All right. It is time for who the fuck said that shit. All right. So, what's the score right now? Uh, two. Two correct. Out of good five. enough. Out of five. Uh, okay. We're good. Yeah. It's time for who the fuck said that shit. Name the military persona that each listed quote is associated with. Question the first. I am more afraid of King Alcohol than of all the bullets of the enemy. Who the fuck said that shit? I am more afraid yep. of King Alcohol than of all the bullets of the enemy. Now That's a you great would think quote. You would think that Grant would say that, but that's not actually. He like it was not with someone who was ever admit that he was actually an, like had an alcohol <laughs> right. problem. Yeah, so he would not say that. Yeah. But, uh, so you're yeah, on the right track. I, I have. Uh, okay, so it's American Civil War, right? Right. I just based on that clue. Um, I have no idea who it would be, though. I've never heard that quote. Hmm. Another sober. South. You could say Robert E. Lee. You could guess Robert E. Lee. <laughs> no. Stonewall Jackson. Who, who, who was? No, Stonewall Jackson. Jackson didn't drink, did he? No, I'm saying, but he's afraid of. He's saying he might not be saying that he's going to oh, drink it. But oh, he's wait, of actually, that makes sense. It. Actually, that would make sense because it's troops. The troops were drinking a lot during the Yeah, campaign. they tended to not say that to their own guys. Like, be like, "Oh, boys, officers, we're all sitting in the staff meeting. I'm really worried about drinking." <laughs> They're not going to say that. But I think it's about their soldiers. Yeah, that's, that's actually Jackson, a good idea. Jackson, uh, Lee. Uh, yeah, let's let's take Jackson. Come on, let's take Jackson. You guys got it. You puzzled it out. Nice. Good job, I, Dave. I'm not even going to count that as, as a Dave question. It, 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 was, it was not a Dave quiz. I really wasn't sure at all. I like the teamwork. That was good. There we go, Chris. You and nice. me, buddy. We're going to reconquer France. <laughs> <laughs> Too right. soon. Too soon, yeah. <laughs> Too soon? That's right. All right, we'll, we'll give it a couple of years. War means fighting, and fighting means killing. 
Who the fuck said that shit? War means what? War means fighting, and fighting means killing. Hey, I have to say, I'm, I'm, drinking, I'm drinking a little Campari uh, mix here. I'm, the, I'm, the lag, I'm loving that. Keep going. Dude, dude, the Lagunitas Ale with a little Campari mixed in. Ooh. Pretty good. Yeah. Because it's already high life. High life in Campari is a thing. Dude, it's it's already got it's the Lagunitas uh, the Never Ales already have that kind of grapefruity flavor, a little bit of the grapefruity tone. There you go. And uh, with the Campari and a little bit of the uh, the Dave, you're, you're getting me hot here. Damn, I'm just mixing shit. Campari is over. Yeah. I over I over poured and I had to pour two glasses into each other, <laughs> so I didn't melt down my keyboard. But and, but and that, I just. That's, <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell, bitches. That's, that's right. how the that's shit right. happens. <laughs> that's how we discover shit. <laughs> I poured the rest of my tequila, so uh, oh, good. I'll, I'll good be out. You. So we need we need to wrap this up in about thirty minutes, or else I'm going to be dry. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, so Chris, what's your answer? Uh, what was? Oh yeah. Uh, War well, means fighting. Fighting, fighting, is fighting killing, means yeah. killing. Ah, uh, let's go with Frederick the Great. That's a good guess. That is a very good guess. Nathaniel Bedford Forrest. Uh, yeah. Wrong accent for that question. I only have one accent. That's right. <laughs> Sex and sleep alone make me conscious that I am mortal. Jesus. Who the fuck said that shit? <laughs> what the that, fuck? Jason wait, Young. The, who would say that? Like Alexander <laughs> the Great? Like That sounds like something crazy, like an old... Ancient, like commander would say, like no modern commander would say some shit like Hitler. That's right. Like no one. Would say that. I don't think. Yeah. No. Um. Let's say if you want to say Alexander the Great or like some ancient commander, like no modern day, like even the 1700s commander would say that. Yeah, we don't care about our mortality. Oh, who, who would ever say that? But I'm saying Alexander might, or like uh, some ancient. Give me, commander. Uh, Alexander give me, give me one more, Dave. Okay. But he'd probably uh, say like sex, sex with men, maybe guys. Sex is sex. That's right. Uh, Caesar could Caesar say it? No, Julius Caesar. No, Julius no. Caesar is one we don't guess enough. He's yeah, often that, an answer. That doesn't fit. Oh, again, he'd want more men. Okay, I get it. Um, God, which uh, guy, which ancient guys actually slept with women? Maybe, maybe it's an Indian guy. Pompey was it Pompey? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Marcus Antonius? Uh, pro- no, probably the Gauls. The Gauls, they were all hetero. <laughs> um, I come on. Okay. Uh, I, I go with Mark Antony. Wow. Good guess, because Cleopatra. Alexander the Great? Oh, oh are you kidding me? Ah, oh, gosh. That's it. That's it. <clears throat> Dave has some in- intuition. Yeah, but again, we were, I mean, I, we, we were in the right area. We were just being yeah, like nah, carpet bombing. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Ancients. <laughs> my center is giving way. My right is in retreat. Situation excellent. I am attacking. Who oh, the fuck said that shit? Shit, I should know that one. And it's center, I mean, it's center with an R-E instead of an E-R. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Thanks. So we know it's not a Marine. <laughs> so that's not... 
Is that is Napoleon's always a good guess? No, that's that's I mean, that's a very famous quote actually. But I don't necessarily know anyone who could have said that. Um So you said it's R E, right? Yeah, it's it's not okay, yeah, spelling. Yeah. Well not the American English spelling. Right. Whatever. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? The Canadians probably threw like two U's in there. Tomato, too. tomato. So I'd say Napoleonics. Um. Ah, come on! I'm gonna go with Wellington. Hmm, that is good. Ferdinand Foch. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> French. World War One. Fuck from World War One. Fuck. That's right. Fuck. Folk. 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 All, all, folk. all those pronunciations. <laughs> I didn't take French. I'm sure Chris will correct this. Yeah, can, you, can you spell it? F O C H. F O C H. Fuck. Fuck. That's what I said. Oh wait. See. He, 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 no. He, is it World War One? It's World War One. Is it? World War One. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fuck. He was yeah, don't don't try to talk down to me, college level one. <laughs> Got the college boy. <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be something wrong with our bloody ships today. Oh my god! And by Who the way, this is that my word category. I just want to say this. <laughs> this is a tough one. Yeah. So I think yeah, there's there's two tough. clues in here. There seems to be something wrong with our bloody ships today. You can yeah. you could basically either guess Nelson. Or yeah, Ryan, yeah. I, w- or I want to say Nelson, but maybe it's Drake. Uh, yeah, it I, I'm go or... yeah, come on. Let's let's do Nelson. Admiral David Beatty during the Battle of Jutland. What? Oh, that dude never. Forgotten in many years. No, yeah. Nelson's always the right answer there. Yeah. It is time for who or what the fuck am I? One of my personal favorites. Who is going to be a tough one? I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it here, Chris. I'm really going to bring it in. I feel like like I've had a really light touch. Yeah, I feel like I've had a really light touch. (laughs) (laughs) I was born in. Serralou, France, in 1769. My father, a master cooper, was a veteran of the Seven Years' War. I attended school up the at the College of Fuck the, the at the College des Augustines, where I became a notary after I graduated. Civil service did not suit me, so I enlisted in the Colonel General Hussar Regiment in 1787. I rapidly rose up the NCO ranks and saw my first action at the Battle of Valmy in 1792. I was commissioned as an officer soon after. I was promoted to Brigadier General in 1796 and commanded the cavalry on all German fronts. I went on to serve Napoleon until my execution by firing squad in 1815. Who 
the fuck am I? Mira. I would guess Joaquin Mira. That would be my guess. Um, I mean, if you have a better guess, I mean, he's no M U R A T for last name. Uh, who who was the guy that uh, commanded the cavalry at Bartolo? Was it Ney? No, there was Gra- Well, Grushi was the one who didn't Grushi. show up with the cavalry. Okay. <laughs> he was, he was, no, the the one who did the charge against the um. Ney, that was Ney who led Ney, the suicidal um, cavalry charge. But I don't know if he was shot. I think Mirai is the one that was might have been the one that was shot because I think he was the king of Naples, and I think he insisted on trying to still be the king until they're finally like, "Yeah, we're going to kill you now." Okay, yeah, then we're gonna go with Murilla. Jason. Dramatic pause. What is the answer? Michelle Ney. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no! God damn it! Well, whatever. <laughs> you can't get them all right. Whatever. Dave, Dave got <laughs> no, closer than I would have. I help on some answers. That's right. That's right. I was first introduced in 1917 as an improvement to earlier models of my type of vehicle. Hint, I was first used in battle at the Battle of, oh, all this French, Messonnet Ridge at the, is that right? Missionary Ridge? Is this going to be a Mark one something something yeah probably the, the mark one i put it in the chat um messine messine okay i guess okay in mid 1917 i have a crew of eight i am 26 feet or eight meters long and 13 feet or four meters wide and i weigh 29 tons i am armed with two six pound qf guns Along yeah, with three Lewis, Mar- three Lewis Lewis Marshall guns, during my time service, one thousand two hundred and twenty of my model types were built. What the fuck am I? Yeah, right. I'm gonna right. go with Mark. Huh? Is Mark one. Yeah, Mark probably. one. <laughs> so, I- all right. Do we have to be more specific? No. All right. It's the Mark IV. Oh. <laughs> they had three prototypes, motherfuckers. It's Iron Man. This is all this is all That's right. Elon <laughs> Musk and his fucking testing. Jesus. Weed smoker. Fuck. <laughs> all right. All right. I was born in 1860 in Dave, you're gonna help me. I swear, Chris, I'm gonna come through for you at some point. I feel so bad. This is my Dave, worst this might be yours. Ever. I was born in 1860 in Lace Lade, Missouri. Is that Lace Lade? Yeah, don't worry. Move on. I don't feel good about it either way. <laughs> oh, gosh. Somewhere in Missouri. After graduating with a bachelor's degree in 1880, I was accepted into West Point in the fall of 1882. When I graduated, I was ranked 30th out of a class of 77. I began my military service in 1886, assigned to the 6th Cavalry Regiment in the New Mexico Territory. I participated in several Indian campaigns and cited 
and was cited for bravery for actions against the Apache. In 1895, I took command of the 10th Cavalry Regiment, one of the original Buff Buffalo Soldier Regiments. Because of this command, along with my unpopular rigidity and strictness, cadets gave me my well-known nickname after I returned to West Point as an instructor in 1897. Who the fuck am I? <sighs> Back to 30 years war questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, Jason, what year was he born? He was born in 1860. Jesus. Because I'm trying to think. He's, it's, it's too old to be MacArthur. Um, it is. Could it be, could it be Marshall? You know, Marshall, the the guy who kind of ran. He was older. Because it's because I'm trying to think like like who else the fuck would it be? Because he didn't like really do much. Buffalo soldiers. So no, I get I get the black aspect of it, but I'm thinking like like are there any black generals at that point? Like, here's where I would just guess Jackie General Robinson. Bob Marley. Jackie Robinson. <laughs> you're, <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're a little late. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I would, like, Chris, do you have anybody? Because I would say Marshall, maybe. I mean, I, I have I absolutely no idea. Because he's too, too old to be MacArthur. So it could be Pershing. Uh, but I, I think it's, the, the, that's not hitting the notes for Pershing. Pershing's like Mexico frontier, the war against Mexico. So it's up to you, Chris. That's all. Uh, no. What was your first guess, Marshall? Marshall. It could be Marshall. Yeah, let's go with Marshall because I have no idea. God damn it! It's John Pershing. Is it Pershing? <laughs> but but like none of those things. Were Pershing was on the Mexican frontier. Like, dude. That's bullshit. Braxton leaves that, out. Well, there, there was some, there was some mentioning out. about Mexico. Right? He, he it was left New out Mexico. a lot of shit. Because that question was on the last podcast. And he actually talked about the fucking Mexican campaign. <laughs> now he leaves that shit out. <laughs> he's Fuck an that. evil genius. Braxton's getting lazy. <clears throat> now he's getting devious. Oh, no, he's, he's actually getting more devious. <laughs> he's getting worse. That's brutal, yeah. I, I liked it when he was lazy. I am an anti-personnel weapon made up of two or more sharp nails or spines arranged in such a manner that one of them always points upward from a stable base. Caltrop. I've, I've been used since the days of the Roman Caltrop. army. Caltrop. Even as recent as World War II. Caltrop. Where I dispersed <laughs> an explosive charge to attack airfields and roads with a view of with a view to bursting tires. Caltrop is correct. Thank you, Dave. I got I felt like I had hope with something. That was the softball punch. These are tough. <laughs> All right. I was born in 1583 in the kingdom of Bohemia. By the a by the time I was 17, when I was 17. When I was 17. <laughs> By the time I was 17. It was a very good year. <laughs> By the time I was 17, I was fluent in German, Czech, Latin, and Italian, 
With the little it sounds French. like Chris. Annoying. So obnoxious. <laughs> the Europeans are so annoying. Which greatly <laughs> about all their languages. my ability to raise mercenary armies later in my life. I right. began my long career in military service in 1604 when I joined the army of Rudolf II of Hungary. During the Thirty Years' War, I aided Ferdinand, the Holy Roman Emperor, by raising a large army which gained successive victories for the Empire. I was okay, summoned so out that's... of retirement right. in 1632 to recruit another army to combat the advancing forces of Gustavus Adolphus. I was so, the opposing so... commander at the Battle of Lutzen. Oh, Adolphus oh, was yeah, killed. Yeah. Who the fuck am oh. I? Do you, do you so know wait, this one? Yeah, that's Tilly or Wallenstein. But and it's one, I was going to say it's think, one of the other. That's the obvious I think Tilly's the one that hung around the most, right? Yeah, I'm... Guys, guys, listen. You have 50-50 shot, but don't fuck this up. I mean, Tilly <laughs> hung around a lot. Like... No, it's... Uh, I know that Tilly was the guy who normally raised his own regiments. So... I'm inclined to go with Lee, but I'm not perfectly sure he was the commanding uh, general. Well, whichever um, one you're, you're willing to go with, I'm going to go with the other one. That way I okay. can claim credit <laughs> for actually having gotten the <laughs> okay, correct. I'm, 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 I'm going to go with Tilly. I'm saying Wallenstein. So, so what are you guys picking? Oh, he's picking Tilly. <sighs> no, wait, 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 wait. Chris, who are you picking? I think Wallenstein sounds really right, especially after hearing Chris say the word. Wallenstein? Yeah, that's absolutely the correct answer. Sounds good, right? <laughs> okay, let's go with Wallenstein. It is Wallenstein. Oh, 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 nice one, Dave. Yes. <laughs> that would have been so hilarious, though, if you get it wrong. You are redeemed. Excellent. Redeemed. Nicely job. You owe Nicely me a beer. <laughs> All right, Dave, it's bonus time. And actually, Thanks. I'm going to take this bonus time because I need, I need some time to reset. And and I have I have to say I'm not bringing it with the bonus the way Jason brings Dave, it. I mean, if Jason, do, it's kind of Jason's Dave, moment. But you've done a good job. But I need. I don't bring I, it. I haven't been talking nah. very much nah. other than reading. Right. So it's time for the bonus. Except for all the RPG podcasting, you've been you haven't been talking very much, Dave. We're we're in this moment <laughs> in our Just podcast. Saying. All those other podcasts don't matter. I'm like, who is this guy? You're you're killing it <laughs> on the R, on the RPG front also. I'm like, who is this RPG guy? I never heard of this guy before. <laughs> That's why I don't have anything to review during our podcast because <laughs> I'm busy playing RPGs. So it's time right. for the bonus question. All right. So what, what what's a bonus? Yeah, I'm confused about the bonus aspect of it. So I don't understand that. In, I thought this the, was a quiz. In the AAC quiz, there are four questions, each of which have four sub questions. And they're all worth the same. But the fourth question, which is where we are now, is worth the same amount, but it is bonus. Because at one time, there was a... Well, you said there were four questions, and they all yeah, have four, four of them. So that's can 16. You, can you start yeah. over? So now I'm confused. Okay. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> so maybe, maybe I'll re rephrase. There are four categories. <laughs> Within each... There are five questions. Oh, so you're just going to say something completely different by rephrases. No, there, there are four questions. 
<laughs> right? But each has five sub-questions, which are also questions. <laughs> Wait, so we got categories with questions, and those questions have sub-questions? Well, I think this has questions. it all up. <laughs> you guys are following along clearly. This has closed everything up for us. <laughs> but this, this fourth question, meta-question... It's a with, meta question. Okay. It's a meta question. So, so we've Does that fourth it has category. Metadata just just so, so I can keep track. We have questions with, uh, no, we have with categories with questions. And, and, and those meta, questions have sub questions. And yes, sub questions yes, have meta questions. Yes. <laughs> so, this question and/or category is the bonus question. And Do or the category. meta questions count more than other questions? No. Meta, baby. <laughs> okay. It's all the same. Oh, it's nice it's everything so meta and points. everything. Nice. So it's bonus time. So these questions are bonus questions, but they also are just the same as all the other questions. Well, because they're all equal. This has been but the messiest bonus. bonus explanation. <laughs> yeah, this I, is the tequila-est questions. So it's That's bonus good. time. It's good. It's all good. It's, all right, it's bonus. So these are extra. These are extra. But if you get them wrong, they also count against you equally. But if you Chris, get them right, they count for you equally. Chris, you focus on the low questions. I'm gonna focus on the meta questions. Okay, but meta. I they were all meta questions. Ipso facto, bonus well, okay. time. You count. You focused on the lowercase m meta questions. I'll focus on the uppercase okay. m meta questions. Yeah. We got them. We got them. I think you guys yeah. have solved for why in this. And Good there's job. some so, sneaky, no, wait, there's wait. some sneaky Saxon questions in there, so we'll route them right away. Because <laughs> the Saxons are the worst of all the Germans. That's Anyone right. who learns any of the war games knows <laughs> the Saxons are terrible. They, they always run away. Where? I think this is a new question. Braxton, good job. Where are we still? We still in the bonus explanation? <laughs> this, no. No, this is the bonus. This is this is sub bonus tab tab. Where in the fuck did they fight? Name the wartime theater or campaign that each military persona is most known for commanding. Chris, I'm crushing this. Are you guys ready? Okay. Yeah. Name the campaign, basically. Where the fuck did Paul von Litau Vorbeck fight? Oh, that's I'd, World War One. I don't even know that what is that World is. is it? That is World War One. I. I have no idea. Chris is Chris is I, killing it. Chris, I'll yeah, say like, wait, all the German names. What the fuck? <laughs> um, I'll say who, who knew the Germans would be so good at war, war trivia? <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Um, wait, what was its name? Paul, von something. Paul von Litau Vorbeck. Okay, I'm gonna say Eastern Front. Can you be a little bit more specific about? Oh come on! Which Eastern <laughs> Front? Okay, um, um, um. Oh, is it East Africa? Oh, just throwing that out there. Oh. Um, uh, don't, 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 don't. Put all your eggs in Jason's pronunciation of a German name. <laughs> you might want Jason to pronounce this He knows who I'm talking about. That, like, I'll put it in the I chat. Think, I, I think it's East Africa. I think we're talking East Africa, but I'll, we'll see. 
Yeah, don't don't trust oh, Idaho. Oh, East Africa did. It's don't, East don't, Africa. don't trust Idaho <laughs> for pronunciation. German no, it was, it was it was pretty good. T- so his name is Paul Paul von Littofobek, and yeah, let's let's go with East Africa. It's the only See, guy who won you, in World you War said Lito, the only German I. You said Lito. I said Lito. Tomato, tomato. East Africa, baby. Nice. Good job. Good you job, didn't Dave. think it'd be useful good to job, bring Dave. old Dave along. <laughs> Hey, and old Dave is always useful. I'm like, yes, master. Remember <laughs> Tanzania. <laughs> so where, where the fuck did Ian Hamilton fight? Who? Oh, Ian Hamilton. Shit. Who is that? That is I a very Ian good question. Hamilton. Ian. Ian. I feel like we should know this. <sighs> I don't know. Ian Hamilton. If there's a um, Vaughn in there, if there's a Vaughn in there, Chris would have it right away. <laughs> no. Ian von Hamilton? <laughs> that's right. Ian no. von that doesn't, that's not, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> that's uh, I don't even Ian, know which one we Ian have, von so. Hamilton. <laughs> uh, nope. Is um, that the guy that wrote the 007 novels? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and made the American he's got, he's got the, the same. Got the same first name though. <sighs> Let's go with World War One Western Front. I don't know. The Gallipoli campaign. Oh, oh okay. yeah, that's. Hard. it was World War One, so I'm I'm yeah. gonna count that for me. It's it's a meta yeah, point. And, and meta, really, meta point. Really, who cares about it's sub meta? It, it didn't matter very yeah. much. A lot of people care about like, uh, uh, yeah, Mel, Mel Gibson. Yeah, the a lot of people too care soon. About. That's yeah, too soon. Right, too soon. John Burgoyne. The whole convention. The fuck did they fight? What? John oh. Burgoyne. Burgoyne. Like what war or what battle? What campaign? Burgoyne. I, I heard Saratoga. Saratoga. Okay, Saratoga. 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 Nice, Dave. Finally. I got one question right. <clears throat> no, yes. you got like three. Yeah, we'll see. So I think, Dave, you've answered two. Yeah, I don't think I've. I, right, I think I've answered two. He helped with you've a few. Answer, no, you've answered two. I've, but I've you, floated around a couple. But but for the, for the mechanics of this quiz, we'll say you've answered two. And I'll say right. the next question is, John Pemberton. Where the fuck did John Pemberton fight? I know this one. Which campaign? Yeah, go, go. Which Vicksburg. campaign Vicksburg, in which Vicksburg in Champion which Hill. campaign did John Pemberton fight? Uh, Chris, Chris, are you gonna are you gonna choose to go with Dave on this one? Vicksburg or Champion yes, Hill, whichever one you want to do. That would have been my guess as well. Obviously, <laughs> Vicksburg it is. Obviously, <laughs> everyone <laughs> knows Vicksburg. Chris, Chris, would Great you have gotten thing. Vicksburg? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. So I thought I would have been impressed. If well, I, I knew, I knew he was uh, in the. Uh, well, what's well, that, you, what's if, it called? Dude, if, Western. If you had gotten West. that one, I'm like, you and I are taking the tour in Mississippi. <laughs> We're going no. to Vicksburg when you come out. Dave's to the US. on a flight tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's basically the big battle that he fought, Champion Hill, and he's basically fucked up the whole thing. So, oh and, yeah, 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 Champion Hill. Okay, yeah. And the last of these, Mark W. Clark. In which campaign did Mark W. Clark fight? Anzio. 
Anzio. Uh, Braxton has listed World War II Italian campaign. Yeah, it's Anzio. I think Italian Anzio. Yeah. Invasion of Anzio. Yeah, Anzio <laughs> qualifies. He basically well got done. on the beach, and then they're like, "Yay, we landed!" And they're like, "Yeah, D Day just happened, so no one cares." <laughs> that was basically that. Yeah. Mark Clark's entire like life story. Like everything he did, something else happened somewhere else that made it more famous. That's nine out of twenty, gentlemen. Wow. That's very That's good. good, isn't it? That's very good. Very good. And I'm gonna go pee. I'm impressed with how good a job Chris did with the European questions. You are really knowledgeable. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, do, you, do you have a special period that you read, like you enjoy reading for military history? Um, not necessarily. I, I mean, do you read? Do you read military history? Yeah, but very picky. Uh, okay. I'm currently reading Death Last Welly from Martin Munro on the MFU, but okay. I'm not reading a lot actually. I'm I'm more into reading rule books. So, so does your father read history too, or no? Um. Yeah, World War II stuff, but he doesn't really read anymore. He's just oh. watching TV. So, but he used okay. to. Yeah, my dad's a big reader. So my dad, like for me, uh, I got into the reading. So like my now my daughter, she's a huge reader, uh, but she's not into military history. So she's into fantasy and stuff like that. So I have to kind of occasionally I can sneak a book in once in a while that's like not pure history to nice. see if she likes it, but. Uh, she is a voracious reader, like, like I was too. I mean, I was like two hundred pages a day, like that was like very fast reading. So, uh, my my father was similar. So, yeah, I was a big reader when I was younger, but um, I'm well, actually studying what, what literary you, studies, so I have to read a lot. Right, when, and once and, you start working, dude, it's hard. Yeah, to read. very. You just want to relax. I mean, I got like the, I got the dungeon fantasy game from GURPS, and it's very dry. It it is great <laughs> because it's it's basically just the fantasy game for GURPS, but it's like so dry that you're like, I can't read this because like yeah. I I have to do other things. Like I cannot. It just doesn't grab you but, the way but like that's... good fiction does. So, but it's Steve Jackson, right? Yeah, yeah Steve Jackson. Yeah. It's all the GURPS. Should, shouldn't be dry. But it, well, the yeah. problem is Steve yeah. is not a great writer. I got to say, uh, uh, he's source, a he's a cute writer. Books are, the source books are great. <laughs> um, they're always very rich, but uh, his actual he's very technical. I think that's how he describe right. the writing. Yeah, and I have that problem. I read a lot, but I'm a very slow reader, relatively speaking, and it it sucks because I. I, I, I want to fly through stuff, but I have, you know, that 20 minute window every day. Yeah. And Chris, you're perfectly uh, perched because for me, uh, my favorite military war history period is the blood and iron period, like between like 1850 and like 1890 in Europe, nice. like uh, Austro-Prussian war, uh, Franco-Prussian war, war, those, those wars are really like my thing. So yeah, it's expect- ironic you. Expect that when I come up there, uh, I'm gonna have you driving me around nice. and showing nice. me different nice. locations. Yeah, you're more than welcome. We're going in Sudan. We're gonna drive drive it to Sudan, <laughs> and we will say in French, uh, "Sudan is a toilet, and we are the shit." We will say that at some point. <laughs> we are.
but, but like like conigrats, like areas like that. Like I want to, yeah. I want to walk those battlefields. For me, that's my period. Uh, really fired up about all that stuff. So. I, I gotta warn you ahead. Oh, um, European preservation of battlefields is a less, a lot less um, professional than in America. Yeah, but conigrats is probably not too bad. I, mean, I don't know. The, the, so there it's a pretty big battlefield, there. though. Yeah, but the, but it's I don't know how much, it's all fields probably. Yeah, I, that I still, might be. I still think still now I don't think there's much. Sudan is probably it's mountains surrounding like a little town where the French sat in. So, yeah. but we we could have some fun out there. So we'll do that. Absolutely, you're we'll, welcome. My I'll bring my wife out. Will uh, you, my wife? Uh, yeah, your, she your, she can spend some time girlfriend. with my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. They can talk and and buy shit and yeah, yeah. go shop. That sounds that's, that sounds that's like our great default oh, yeah. is men, women, women yeah. go <laughs> yeah. shop. Apparently, you don't understand my wife, but that's fine. Uh, my <laughs> wife is much more she's Irish. You have oh. the Irish woman. Uh, she's not just going to sit around and shop, but she'll go with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they can drink as well if they want. Yeah, you. that's right. That's right. Uh, my girlfriend drinks yeah. a lot. But it's it's good. I wanted uh, those are my periods. Like I love that blood and iron. Yeah, it's ironic. Period. Um, as a German, you don't know a lot about that time because um, you you um, learn a lot about Thirty Years' War, especially where I'm from, because Franconia is like the center of the Thirty Years' War, and right. there are a lot of these old towns. And uh, but you don't learn a lot about all the Prussian stuff because. That successful military history, and we don't like that. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, the, the whole thing was um, the Franco-Prussian War was fought, but it was fought for a purpose. And uh, basically, regardless of how the Prussians won or how they lost, uh, Bismarck's goal was to, to make a German state. So that, that's kind of yes, like exactly. when, when you get into World War One, where the Germans are now like, hey, we kicked ass, now we're going to fight war. There was no real goal like that anymore. Like they didn't understand that the whole point for Bismarck was it wasn't really to necessarily fight the war. It was to create this battle situation, this, yes. this conflict that would allow him to create a German state and then close Austria off completely. Yes, exactly. Because that, that were the two competing... Uh, Factions. You had Austria and Bavaria, who wanted a what they call Greater German um, solution, with Austria as the um, right. reigning power for Germany, right. and the Prussians wanted a small Germany without Austria. And that's actually what they fought over. And that's also partly why Bavaria has such a special position in Germany still, because they were always kind of up to Germany as a state. So they had. And they even were kind of independent is a strong yes, position. Even the even nation. even yeah, exactly. And even during World War One, um, so there was still a lot of monarchy during World War One in Germany. But um, like Bavaria had its own army, and that's why you find Bavarian units in in uh, um, World War games, right? That are specifically so, called Bavarian. So even today, is Bavarian considered very considered more conservative than the rest of Germany? Absolutely, most conservative. Um, yeah, yeah, it's the most conservative uh, state actually, and it's it's like, also called a a free state, and all the others are just states. Interesting. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But as Bavaria a kid, as, also as stupid, a, stupid, so. You, so you don't like that, or no? 
I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so you wish Bavarians were more open-minded, or? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. There's like, like a, a huge right-wing movement in Bavaria that's oh, coming so in from yeah. the east. So yeah. yeah, you have the nationalism like, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's like Arizona. Yes, it's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah, we've got 400 people who do that too. In our Four, <laughs> 400. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> It's sad. Like you, as as much as the media talks about it, it seems like it is like four or five hundred people. It's like so. Like I'm like, yeah, we have three hundred ninety million people in the country. Uh, I don't. It's not a big section. So I don't know. I th- I think there are probably ten times that here in Phoenix. Would that show up at stuff. Yeah. God, I never. I've never seen that. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough. Poor Jason. Are they are they ostracizing you? Yeah, me me and my wife are uh, refugees in our own hometown. Uh, are they pushing you guys around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not talking Trump voters, right? We're just talking like are we talking yeah. like let, let's define terms. Before. We're no, not yeah, going to get political. How no. about this? Hey, we're not going to get political. Like, hey, no, not political. no, it's, it's not it's not political. No, and I don't like to talk about politics anyway. So. That's right. So, for the record, uh, I'm 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 a registered Republican. No, you don't have to say that. You absolutely don't have to say that. <laughs> but I am too. That's fine. I know. <laughs> I understand. But I, I did not. I'll, I will say I did not vote for the president in this last election. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's good. That's good enough to me. That's good enough to me. Though it's kind of a cop out because I'm in California, so it really didn't matter. Yeah, if it voted matter. or not, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Did you watch? Same here. For, uh, Same here. Uh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I. I. Uh, I think I, I. I actually Schwarzenegger was not a good Republican governor. He was a terrible no. governor. Yeah. But who, he was who actually was the, very corrupt. Uh, he actually uh, pardoned a uh, kid who murdered someone, and the uh, the father of that the suspect in that case was uh, like a, the head of the the assembly, like the state mm, legislative assembly. And he pardoned him before he left. Basically, flat out stabbed this kid to death at a, a San Diego State party. I think the kid was like, "Hey, you can't come in." Like stabbed him and killed him. Go ask. I think the. the uh, I, I want to say the day dad was Fabian Nunez, and uh, so a lot of uh, California Republicans after that were like, "Fuck you, dude!" Like that was so outrageous. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, there you go. There's Schwarzenegger. All right. So yeah, games. But who, who, uh, that that was the same year the porn star. Right. Uh, well, well, yeah. Okay. Enough of that. Enough. Of that. There are well, games. It, it, he also well, did, he part, did, did he pardon his housekeeper? He, had a, he also had to give his housekeeper? Of course he did. <laughs> I also pardoned my housekeeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we pardon every president who ever had sex with a porn star? Because really, That's if my president had sex what, with a porn what, star, what, I'm like... What would you do? What would I'm like, you go, do, right? do it, dude. Do your thing. Wow. Get it, girl. You've like, got one shot. I'm not judging. Like, yeah. Like, everyone knew he did it. <laughs> it was like... All right. <laughs> Like, what porn star would claim that without having done it? Like, <laughs> and not like being no, paid off. Yeah, no porn star. All right. All right. So, uh, Actually, so, so, so I'm going to go first. 
Hold on. No, this actually, is a let me this go to the podcast toys about, quick, man. This, this is a podcast about wargaming. I don't know if anybody's aware of that, but uh, if you don't, so, uh, so Chris, Chris is going to the potty. Yeah, yeah, real quick. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I'm so I, 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 in the meantime, I picked up my daughter the other day from dance. And uh, I'm driving her home, and it's rare for me to pick her up. So she's all excited, and she's like, "Oh, daddy, I love it when you pick me up." I'm like, "Yeah, how I'm old like is she?" Best dad. She's ten. Okay. Uh, so uh, she's I all excited. I picked up my friend, my my son from football practice, and he was like, "Where's mom?" He's twelve. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, "Fuck you, walk home." Yeah, you like do some burpees, like get him right. out there. <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, I love it when you come pick me up. I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. That's great. I'm feeling good. And she goes, uh, she's like, yeah, all the other dads are weird. I'm like, wow. Well, <laughs> like, and she's like, they're not like you. You're normal. I'm like, oh, well, thanks. She goes, yeah. <laughs> she goes, oh. you used to, she goes, you used to have muscles. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, I was like, honey, that was a long time ago. I was like, used to have muscles. I said, come on, I still have muscles. Like I'm, she's like, yeah, but then like you had muscles. Like they saw some pictures of me when I played college football. They're like, yeah, but you had muscles, and like she goes, you had abs. (laughs) She goes, daddy, she goes, daddy, you had abs. She goes, but it's okay. She goes, I figured back then maybe you went to the gym instead of just getting on the elliptical all the time. Nice. From the mouse of babes. Dude, I was, I'm like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I was just listening. I'm like, hey, I like, your dad's still got it. She goes, no, dad, you look great. You look really nice. It's nice. She's patting like, you you're on good. the head. Good job, daddy. You get an A for effort. She goes, I figure you just don't have time to go to the gym anymore. I was like, oh my God, you just broke my heart. <laughs> my daughter and I were having that same conversation. So she's in she's in her junior year in weight training and she's a volleyball player. And she's like flexing and showing, you know, all her all her newfound muscles. And I you know, she's flexing her abs at me and I said, Yeah, I'm never gonna have abs again. When I was when I was nineteen, I had abs. When I was twenty, when we, I had when abs. We had the, when we had the metabolism of a young man. But then I was twenty-one, and there was beer. Yeah. And then I didn't have abs anymore. And so my my twelve-year-old son, he's you know shirtless after a shower. I said, "Don't ever drink, because all that is going away." Yeah, it. it but it did but break Dave, my head a little bit. you you had muscles. No, it broke my heart a little bit when she was like, yeah, well, that was probably back when you went to the gym. <laughs> it was like, I literally was just in the gym yesterday. <laughs> oh, so bad. Kids. Yeah, well. I God, love bl- God bless. God, lo- God, lo- God bless. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, that was my life. That's my life. All right, so uh, I guess what are you playing right now, Chris? That's normally our section that we're going to do at this point in the podcast. Oh yeah, right, wargaming that exists. Um, so I'm playing here. I stand in Virgin Queen. Queen. Um, nice. These are AAC games, and uh, I'm new to both games, and so I don't know what I'm doing, and. The Virgin Queen game has going on been going on for I don't know almost a year now, 
Now you're playing. And I still with don't know is what I'm with, doing. Is this with guildies? Yes, yes. Uh, now, which, which side are you? Who are you? Uh, so I'm Holy Roman Empire, obviously, <laughs> Virgin Queen. Which is okay, because they don't fuck up the entire game if they fuck up. And I'm fucking up. And in the, um, in the Here I Stand game, I'm playing the Habsburgs. And there I'm fuck fucking up too, but I feel like I'm fucking up the game for everyone. Because like Germany is, is uh, just yeah, just a mess a of revolutions. A There's yeah. a lot of responsibility on the Habsburgs. Because yeah. I was the Turks. The one time I played where I became the champion of the uh, Advanced Subject Combat Guild uh, Here I Stand Championships, retired, never defeated, uh, I was the Turks. So, Yeah. That's, it's, it's, that's all I had I, to contribute because I had no idea to play the rules. I specifically asked Brexton, or at least I remember that I did, uh, to give me a faction that's easy for beginners and like. Give the Habsburgs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and like the, the entire first turn, I tried to take a French city, I think Bordeaux, and I spent the entire turn taking that city, and I didn't take it. <laughs> um, and Germany is like half of Germany is already Protestant, and what, there what, are lots of Protestant Hats, armies. What, what did, uh, what did uh, Braxton play? What's uh, in England, Braxton is playing the Protestants. Spells the Protestants. <laughs> nice. Now it makes so, all sense. So, if you're Habsburgs, you also have to do the the uh, religious stuff with the Protestants. Um, not directly. Um, I think for the most part, um, the the papacy is doing that. Okay. But Jason always asked me at some point. He's like, "You played this game for like five hours. I still don't know <laughs> any of the rules." I understand. Yeah, I don't. I don't know stuff. I'm. I'm just when I, I do just something. Rated. I rated. Yeah, oh, that's all I did. <laughs> Chris's yeah, I'm, I'm I don't know stuff is is basically I could have a T-shirt of that. I don't know stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, basically whenever I do something or when I have an idea to do something, I just look into the rule book. Does it work? Okay. How does it work? And I do it. And most of the time, like in Virgin Queen, when I don't know what to do, I'm just trying to support artists and stuff. So that's fine. But in, in here I stand, I feel like I'm God bless. destroying the entire game. Arts. Arts and crafts for the win. Arts and crafts. And I'm, I'm doing really good at those. <laughs> Not so good at all the other fronts, but... Well, good. Um, Jason, excellent. what about you? What, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Chris. Yeah, other stuff. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even finished. I was oh. just a star. Oh, you just started. <laughs> yeah, I'm just started. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a, sorry. I'm, I'm a student, so. <laughs> um, uh, and, and hey, Chris, what, what are you a student? What are you studying? Uh, what's your, so what's your... Yeah, so that's the embarrassing part, and why I said uh, my English should be better than it is. Um, I'm studying English literary and cultural studies. So, um, I don't That's know. That's good, though. Your English excuse. is very good. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. You. No worries. I, I, when I was in college, I studied Japanese and comparative East Asia studies. So. <laughs> oh, I, I, did, I did Chinese as my second. Uh, well, it helped so. me in a role-playing game when Pete said, Oh, Genki desu And I said, Oh, that means are you healthy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, I'm currently doing my master's um, degree. And actually, I'm mostly finished. I'm just writing my MA thesis right now. But so, so, what what is your what is your thesis, your master's? So, um, I'm. <laughs> Are you going to try to entrench yourself into the deep Missouri South 
of the no, America um, and understand so English. I'm, in terms of school of thought, I'm a posthumanist. So posthumanism tries to deconstruct the idea of humanism. Good. I and like it. yeah, it's great. And I'm not a humanist, I I have to say. And so um, what I'm doing is I'm trying to. Well, my initial idea when I did the masters was that I tried to get a doctor's degree, but that's off the table now. And um, what I'm writing about is uh, I'm in gaming studies, so I'm writing about video games because I played a lot of video games uh, in my youth. And I'm writing about a video game series that you might know, Metal Gear Solid. Okay, nice. And Sneaking yeah. around. Yeah, that's funny actually because it's a Japanese video game series. Are, are, and you, are you are you doing a study of their actual behavior? Uh, in how far? Uh, what do you mean by that? Are you, are you are you doing a study of their like language or behavior? Like what part of no 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 no? Um, I'm well. So literary studies are more or less like I describe it as um as practical philosophy so you take theories from mostly philosophy try to apply them to literature and literature can mean video games movies normal classic literature and um, you try to interpret them and try to to make assumptions about um, society so what I'm doing is um, so Metal Gear Solid uh, is a very narrative driven um, video game series they are like in in part four the the final cutscene is like two hours long and you don't get to play anything in that time, so you're just watching a two hour movie, more or less. And um, they are the the series is very posthumanist, like uh, they are constantly deconstructing humanism uh, as a concept. And so I'm analyzing that more or less and and trying to make assumptions and stuff. But uh, as I said, it's very slow going and uh, I haven't done anything for like two months, so. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm writing about anymore. Oh, well, uh, good luck with that, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm probably going to have uh, enchiladas tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> that, that's my plan. <laughs> that's my plan yeah. All right. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll move away from your thesis. Wargaming, wargaming. <laughs> That's right, we get back to the wargaming aspect. So, yeah, so apart from the Virgin Queen here stands, um, I'm playing Liberty Roads and Yen Bien Phu uh, with Trip. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah, and Trip is one of my regular gaming partners for Play by Email, and he's mm -hmm. a great guy. Right. And um, so he's he's one of the cool guys. You, you know, like, outside of the... And I don't play outside of the guild anymore these days, but... Like outside of the guild, you have these guys so, you play so a game you, with. So you don't get off the boat. No, absolutely not. And I, I rarely post outside of the AAC guild anymore. Right. It's right. it's just it's just. So for guys that know, are I, listening, when Chris is talking, he's talking about like we meet guys inside the group, and we have a we have kind of a rule. It's like from Apocalypse Now, like never get off the boat, right? Because the tigers are waiting for you. So yeah. that's the idea. Like, think the guys that are here are good guys you probably want to get into one of our guild groups and like meet up with them because that's where obviously chris meets trip uh trip is uh pacific northwesterner uh in america here chris is german so they can then game and not have like bullshit going on yeah and that's that's what i like about the guild like when you meet someone outside and in, in the vessel cyberbot skype request list you play the game and then it's goodbye forever. 
And with Crip, it's just we played a game, and I don't even remember which game we played first. I, I don't even remember, but it's just like, okay, um, so we're finished. Do you want to play that game? Yeah, sure. And so we've got two games going now, and we've got like three more planned. And um, so we are playing um, Yen Mian Fu. That's been going on for a while, and it's it's a fantastic game. It's, That's the King Kang game. Great. Yeah, it's it's Great. yeah exactly. It's, it's, so it's, it's been like yeah, it's 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 been like reviewed uh, three or four times on the podcast. Yeah, so a, I won't talk really too much really about good. it. But I I guess it's the best war game and, and so you know, what? Are capitalized you, who are you on that one? What, who uh, are you I'm French. Uh, and how's, your, how's the how's the progress of the <laughs> Um It's hard to tell. So. Um, Trip was doing really well the first uh, ten turns or so. So the game is, I think, thirty turns. Turns, and um, we are in turn ten or eleven. So range just started, and Trip is now slightly behind his schedule. So I think I'm doing good, but I can't. Yeah, once, once they start to fall behind, it it gets yeah, it's it's a, it cuts yeah. a, a accumulate right. Like yeah, for the morale and all the other yeah, issues. Yeah, it's tough and, to catch yeah. up. That's, yeah, that's that's, that's a crazy situation. Like where you have to attack to get back into schedule and raise your morale. You want to see the, the, you you see the North, attack anymore. Right. You want to see the North Vietnamese players and be like motherfucker, like trying to look yeah. at like where he wants to put his shit. Well, that's the amazing thing about the game. I mean, it's it's uh, the basis is a traditional hex encounter game, but you have the tension of a CDG like Twilight Struggle, where you constantly think you're fucked, and the other guy campaign. also constantly thinks. You're Fucked, and it's, but it's, it's not it's, a CGG, right? Because there's no cards. Yes, but, exactly. But and there, it's an amazingly there, long game. There, there is that kind of. There's a lot of strategic tension in the game, which is great. Yes, it's amazing. It's like every it's a, every it's single chip-pull. combat. I think they is, use chip pull also to really bring in with the supply, trying to land guys. And well, it's it's not necessarily chip pull, but um, yeah, you know what I mean. Though, but, but you know what I mean. Like they have them. Um, yeah, the supply system the is amazing. It's, it's shit, amazing. Shit, shit. It's when shit. I read about the supply system, I thought, how can that be interesting? It's it's just rolling dice. But so besides every besides fucking BFU, what else are you playing? Uh, so yeah, we Liberty Roads. We just started with that. Great, uh, we, oh, we are great. almost ten we are almost ten. finished. Yeah, it's, it's, it's top it's, ten it's a great game. game. So I should mention I don't like operational modern stuff. So World War One, World War Two, and everything beyond. Uh, it's just I don't know. It's too abstract to me. Or too soon. I'm very much a technical be guy. Too soon. Not too uh, soon. Not too soon necessarily. <laughs> just the mechanics. I don't like the mechanics of that. Um, but Liberty Roads is it's ingenious. It's got great mechanics. And I mean, any game that can turn which which uh, something that you would think would be a, a bygone discussion, like hey, we're gonna land, we're gonna land on the beaches, and make it exciting. Is a good game. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. like we all know the Allies landed at, at, at Normandy. So it's a foregone conclusion. They're landing. Liberty Road is able to turn that into a fun experience for the, the player where they're like, I'm not sure if I can do it. <laughs> like yeah. Like, and, and you can, the, the, the amazing thing about the game is you can choose your own landing spots. Exactly. Oh, that's, uh, How cool yeah. is that? How cool is that? And there's so many things, but even if you pick the traditional landed zones, you're still still like, I hope this works out. <laughs> like, if your yeah. fingers crossed. It's a great game. It's really a great game. And we're almost finished with the Cobra scenario, and we are starting the campaign game after that. 
That's great. My, my problem with that game is, is it is hard to solo. It is a face-to-face game. Yeah, yeah. So there's no way you can solo it because all the tactical chits and all the stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, so much of the game is based on, like, hey, I don't know what the other guy's going to put down. So. Yeah. so that's good. So you got Liberty Excellent. Roads. Um, yeah, and I'm playing... Um, so I want to start a Cataclysm game with Karsten. Uh, he's one of the German guys. His oh, nickname yeah, is Dasha. Yeah, yeah, Carson. And um but <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of um dodging the rule book for that one because we played a live session with the introductory scenario and now we want to move on to the Pacific and try that, but I'm sorry, for which I'm, game? Cataclysm. Oh, okay. I don't know that. Yeah. Game. Yeah, that's so that's a World War Two um strategic game. And it's it's very abstract, like you you have you don't have any values on your armies. You well, just I've have heard, like, I've heard reviews of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a cheat pull and it's a cool game. You've got a lot of political stuff going on. And I don't feel like I could really say if it's good, any good or not, but it's, it's fun. It's innovative. And so now did you know Karsten before the guild? Or after? Yes. Yes. And I think Karsten is actually the reason why I got into the guild. So I started playing war games in 2012. And I met Carson at some point, and we played some Paths of Glory, play by email, and uh, then we played some great campaigns with the American Civil War, and then I had like a one or two year drop out of war games where I just couldn't read rule books anymore. Right. And when I got back into wargaming, I saw that Carson, so I wrote to him, and hey, I'm still there, and I saw that he was in the guild, and I don't know why, but I joined the guild, and that's yeah, he's like again. he's like yes i'm playing games don't tell any other germans that i'm playing <laughs> yeah keep this yeah. close to your out. pocket hey he's he's got he's got uh a a, a meetup with another um guildy once a month where they play, play like, face to face so whatever he's you, a lucky guy never say on the podcast that i am also playing more games <laughs> too late <laughs> sorry carsten <laughs> <laughs> uh and and we are playing a lot of twilight struggle via the um steam Game. Oh yeah, and the well, app. well and uh, Pete and I played on the app, the uh, iOS app. Yeah, because the, the on, on the, the app, like Twilight Struggle, is just a flash. You can play super. Yes, quick. absolutely. That's fantastic. We we it's, finished, it's, uh, and that's not a game. Honestly, I ever would have ever played face to face. But yeah, it's 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 kind of too long and too exhausting. At this point. But you can play. You can, I can play it like even against a computer on like the treadmill, like working out. Like you can just run through all the different scenarios and practice <laughs> up. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I would just watch something. But <laughs> you don't yeah, play. Yeah, but, you, but you, the... are you are you not a Twilight Struggle shark? Mm, I guess I am, but I'm not playing the AI. I don't know. I I I think I don't care enough for AIs. No, the AI is pretty. Good. I think the AI is pretty strong. I, I played. I played once against the AI and got beaten in like turn three or so. so. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, it's true. The, it does train you to play a certain way, maybe. But the AI, is, I think the AI is solid. So yeah, like, it's fine. My, I mean, it's, when, it's when just... my daughter was at soccer practice, I'm like, oh, I'll just be doing Twilight Struggle, going <laughs> through <laughs> playing the AI. <laughs> But yeah, so we basically, when we finish a game, we just start a new one. And we just finished the most awesome game we had, where I 
they won with the Americans in final scoring with I think two points difference. So oh, all the was, way at the end, you made. Oh, uh, that was an amazing game. Yeah. That was an amazing game. I don't think really. I've ever made it to the end. <laughs> yeah, I think that was our second game that to final scoring, but I'm not sure. But yeah, it's 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 great. It's it's a fun time. Just no, it's a great game. But it's one yeah, of those absolutely. games where I can play the app. I I don't. I don't know if I can actually play the the physical game because like I can't keep track of all the shit you have to keep track of like oh what defcon are we at like yeah. is this going to boost my military at like like I could not keep track of all that shit so uh I love the app because it does all that shit so I don't have to worry about it like if I'm like I'm going to play this card it's like warning yeah exactly. you play this card uh, this is going to cause and I'm like oh hold on I'm not doing that <laughs> And the same thing with the victory points tracking. It's it's so much easier if you always see, okay, if I do that, I'm going to lose two victory points. If oh, I'm yeah, going to do that, I'm going to win one victory and point. And how, how do you remember the coup numbers? Like, oh, I can do a coup, this type of coup, based on the DEF CON. I can do this. I, I could never remember that. There's no uh, way. I don't have problems with that, normally. I, like, in the physical <laughs> game, I could not remember it. The, no, the, the physical game, game, it's okay. In the physical no game, it's okay, but uh, I have a hard time following the board. Like, I have a hard time keeping track of where I should put stuff and, and where I should invest. And it's much easier in the app. It's, it's oh. so much better. Well, the app makes it easy, though, because you know, like, well, shit, they just pulled the Middle East card. So we're not going to yeah. see Middle East for a while. When we're... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you still know what cards in the discard because you want don't want to take a look at the discard and in, in, in face-to-face gaming. It's it's just bullshit. But right. yeah, well, I'm, app, I'm gonna app is amazing. I'm gonna go grab a beer and then I'll be back. So you okay. guys can chit chat. I'll get I'll give you some FaceTime, Chris. Jason, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, st- I'm still not done with the gaming, so Jason's back, he's ready to talk to you all about um, your girlfriend. I have, uh, gaming, I, I, I gaming have more games to talk about, so yeah, there we go. You what else go. are you playing? I'll be back. So I'm playing um the Battalion Combat series with um Kevin. His name nice. is Incompetent, uh, Incompetent Idiot. He's a bit of a lurker. And we started out with Baptism by Fire, and now we are playing the last Blitzkrieg campaign. But we've been playing for, I don't know, half a year now, and we are only in turn 3 of 16, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's a fantastic series and a fantastic system. And I'm also playing um, ASL, Starter Kits, Decision at Elst, and that's live via Discord with Ape. One of the Australian guys. Nice. And just started the second scenario of the campaign game. And that game is so awesome. <laughs> There's so many little stories already told. Like, the first scenario, like, literally, it started with one of uh, my commanders, who I named Smelly Shaft, uh, firing a <laughs> key at, at one of his two panthers. And it killed that panther. Later, um, Ape rushed that guy with like three squads or so <laughs> killed him obviously and took that piat and now in the second scenario the f- like the first shot ape took in his defense fire face was with a piat on a building of mine where one and a half squads and the leader of mine were and basically he had to roll snake eyes um to get a hit which is automatically a critical hit so any defensive modifier at will be a modifier for the attacker later on because you've got rubble flying around and hitting your guys in the face. 
And fair enough, he rolled a critical hit and almost killed the entire building. So, yeah. Mm. Amazing game. Yeah, that's excellent. It's just so, so much fun. And we're playing a bit of upfront here and there again, which is also a lot of fun. Very nice. You and A work? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, like when we uh, had to set the second scenario for the uh, Decision Adults campaign, we kind of dodged that and shied away, and so we just played two sessions of Upfront. Nice. What are you playing? I Not much. Uh, in true form, I'm playing a train game, 1817 on the guild. Oh, yeah, that, that stuff. And I am playing Fire in the Lake uh, on the guild and uh, Downtown with Ralph. Ah, oh, nice. So, so That's the tra- Vietnam game, right? Vietnam, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was considering buying Elusive Victory, but um, I don't know if I've... If I get to play it with anyone, so I don't know it's not a very good solitaire game. Yeah, for downtown, um, Lee put out some solo rules that are pretty workable. I I enjoyed it, and I keep. I've been talking a lot recently about downtown and and that system, and I keep saying I think Elusive Victory is probably the better game. But I like downtown better because it's Vietnam. Yeah. But down, but but downtown is very good. It's Ralph and I are having a lot of fun. We're playing at the con um, at the end of the month, so we're kind of you know getting reacquainted with the rules. Um, playing every Sunday, and it's it's really good. It's. I, the victory conditions in both of those games are kind of weird. I think Lee thinks that fighter pilots are a little bit more fragile, maybe, than than they actually are. So the victory points that you get and the conditions are a little off. Um, and in downtown specifically, there's, you know, it's like a 10-year war and the the victory conditions don't really waver or they don't change from year to year or even segment so you know victory in 65 versus 72 from a US perspective would be pretty different but they're the same in the game which which is a little bit weird but the game itself the mechanisms of playing the game is is a lot of fun so you're basically you're um, planning missions for the aircraft, right? Yeah. So the U.S. Pl- yeah, yeah. So the how, U.S. Jason, how does that work? It's it's like basically like you're trying to accomplish objectives. Yeah. So the U.S. Uh, so each scenario has some you know like upfront stuff, and the U.S. will roll on a table and it'll tell them what their target is. And so the, the 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 DRV the the North Vietnamese can see what the targets might be for that scenario, but they don't know specifically what it is. Uh, so the U.S. rolls on it, and then they basically plot off map on a little cheat sheet their their bombing run. 
Um, and they basically have an limited amount of time to do that. And then knowing what the potential targets for that scenario are, the DRV places their, their SAM placements and their fire cans and their radar and all that stuff and their available aircraft. Um, and then the U.S. had, you know, the the bomber runs basically follow the flight plan, but they can fly planes beforehand um, to try to kind of draw some of the fighters out and draw some of the SAMs out and some of that stuff. Um, but but the 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 main bombing mission is programmed, and so it is a kind of fun give and take of of that program movement, but also the available resources to play. Um, so it, this, is, this is a, this is a face to face game. Uh, no, Ralph, Ralph and I are playing on Vassal. We're going to play face to face at the con. No, but I mean, generally the game is opposed, not solitaire. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's it kind of sounds game. like, it sounds like, uh, wow, this is a, like, I'm going to spend an hour, setting up all my guys and then so so that is like that is part of you like then then the other guy goes yeah so our first game of the scenario we're playing uh, you know i sat down sunday morning at my computer yeah maybe the the perfect vassal game and we got on (laughs) skype and we were like hey and ralph said yeah i planned my bombing run did you start your stuff i said no i didn't do anything and it, it it took me about an hour to plan where my stuff was based on the scenario, so it it does take a little while. So we're gonna we're gonna plan ahead for the convention so we can just set up and go. Um, but it, it's a fun, it's a super fun game. So when the action happens, it's actually good. It's quick, right? And and. Even as the as the DRV, the North Vietnamese, I have fighters and I have SAMs on the map that I can kind of fly around and do stuff with. So there there is still stuff for me to do outside of the program. For him, he has his 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 uh, his cap and his additional aircraft that he can do stuff with. Um, so there is more stuff to do than just hey, I'm going to set this up and 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 fly fly the mission. Um, yeah it's it's a lot of fun cool uh so that's what you're doing right now we're doing the what are you playing what is jason playing yeah so 1817 downtown and fire in the lake so vietnam and trains for jason go figure uh doing raw the development when is jason going to get into playing uh 1965 1975 vietnam uh dave we can we can get that started dude again we retire we retire we <laughs> i know John, that get, i think about that that it, uh it that, that the, white wing mat that masher white wing scenario we did all the time well, the, that was the so funny much fun. thing is when when justin put up his stuff and we're all like your deployment is all fucked we're like you are fucked up <laughs> like we all started like is a Pelting Justin, but like, but you need you, to fix your shit. Like your shit is all like, are you fucking crazy? Like you're not deployed <laughs> that way. Because that 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 is one of those games that like the the rules are fairly straightforward, but playing is like, oh, 
yeah, there's a lot oh, more yeah, to this no, game. Yeah, I, yeah, I, need to, right. I need to think about right. the, this. The, the rules are like, hey, here's all the stuff you can do. It's like Jason, uh, Justin was basically a uh, Times Illustrated, like a uh, like reporter <laughs> show. Hey, we're just going to hang out in the roads. Yeah. And I'm everyone else is like, what the no, fuck? No, 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 no. Like, are you talking about? <laughs> You're going to get fucked up. So there were some heated text messages, uh, emails, who knows. But that is one that we should do because that's one that you can uh, play, bring it, set it up again, play it again, play it live, then take it back, play it electronic. And actually, we're kicking off right now. We're doing uh, Axis Empires for Tyler Krieg. Nice. Uh, We're we're starting up again now in E version of it because uh, Clay kind of bailed on the live one we're going to do. And so, so we got... Five guys who've sworn a blood oath that we're going to play it. And so we're going to play uh, the Axis Empires campaign through. Awesome. Excellent. From both games? From 37 to the end. Nice. So, so we'll see how that goes. And Nick, as sweet as the, uh, I want to say sweet as the, oh, I think he's the Western Allies. I don't, I don't remember. But, uh, I think he was the last one to put in his turn, so we're like that. He's done, and now we move. The key is keep the pace realistic. Don't get crazy, and just slowly process through. Have everyone read the logs. Make sure there's no mistakes. So that's what we're doing. And then I've got a for me personally. I've got a Smolensk OCS set up on my table. I've got fields of fire set up on my table because I'm getting ready for the uh, the uh, advanced after combat convention where we're going to do uh, uh, <laughs> a, a first night. We're going to do some crazy uh, three three some companies action, all right? online. Yeah, like a battalion <laughs> battle with the fields of fire. We'll see how that goes. Oh, uh, you're going to uh, combine more games? Yeah, we're going to basically do, do three games next to each other and, nice. and run them that way. So, like, guys from another field could theoretically shoot at you instead of shooting at the guy who's in his area. So, that might be cool. So, I'll be like, hey, can you clear out that fucking 88 nest because they're holding <laughs> me up, motherfucker. So, I think that might be fun. So, we'll see how that goes. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, it's it's better than our usual thing where you just sit around and get drunk and play card games. Um, What's wrong with that? That's what I'm doing. That, that's right. That's right. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. And, uh, and then I think I've got a uh, line east. Labatai, Liney set up still playing with the regs. So good. Great, great game. Great battle. Uh, it's the Clash of Arms version. Uh, so it's quality. Good, good. I've heard that some of the Marshall Enterprises uh, copies don't have the great same counter quality, the same map quality. So they have their Vagrum game coming out that guys are getting all excited about. But I would maybe hesitate until you can see it in person. Uh, but the Liney game is great. I love it. And uh, right now, the French Imperial Guard is crushing the Prussians right at the uh, corner of their defense. Sorry, Chris. Um, and, 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 and the Landwehr are like running like 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 little bitches. Yeah, all, that's, all that's the my job. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm playing that. Uh, getting ready for Dungeon Fantasy, perhaps. Excellent. Uh, at, at, the, at the convention, 
I, I, I was going to do D&D with Dave. I might do Dungeon Fantasy with Dave. I'm not sure. Um, and uh, we'll see. Fuck. Got a lot of shit going on. And, oh, and the the big thing is I want to do Roads to Gettysburg with Samer. Uh, great campaigns of the American Civil War. Um, it's a game I'm going to review in this podcast. Uh, we're going to try to nice. do the major campaign. Like, we're seriously, we're like the Rebs are just spilling out in the Pennsylvania. And the Union has to figure out what they're going to do. So uh, I would love to run that. So, um like I sometimes I commit to games. Like I'm also committed to doing uh Moscow battle. I know I am. I already Paul's already probably mad because I've already said I'm gonna do that and I'm doing that, but it, that's gonna be a come and go game. So <laughs> uh hopefully we'll get enough guys to go so I can like like detach and then play Rose to Gettysburg with Samer, because that's really really the game I wanna play at the convention is Rose to Gettysburg. I did notice, Sam. Dave, you're you're like completely booked all weekend. <laughs> yeah, I've got like a sm- who knows. And I I, you, I I really have two games of some bullshit in the middle. Are you not booked, Jason? You I, booked I'm up? so I I intentionally blacked out the the afternoons of each day just to kind of give me some downtime and do some open gaming, but. My Saturday is completely open now, and I think my evening on Friday is open. So I barely have anything planned. See, I st- I start to turn into like the helping guy, like hey, uh, but last time I got fucked where guys were playing and I was locked out of a game. Oh, like so I was like, I didn't like that. Like uh, when I got back from the uh, beer thing for Triumph and Tragedy, I was I had no game to get into and I wanted to play. So I, I've learned my lesson from that. You won't have your you yeah, you won't have that that problem this time. Yeah. Well. But I didn't get I last year I didn't get to everything. I had to cancel some stuff because other stuff went long. Well also also so, guys, everything moves around. Like yeah. the, the schedules are, are crazy. Chris, your your girlfriend will learn. The schedules are very flexible. <laughs> But yeah, dude, I'm telling you, Road to Gettysburg, fucking smoking game. So good. I'm I'm currently actually saving up for that one Ugh, because so. it's like 180 euro in Germany. Yeah, can I can I just go right into that one? I could go. Sure. Right yeah, please, that please do. I, I want to hear about it. So um, tease me. Le- so let's talk about it. So basically, um, when we're talking to MMP games, this is going to be the great campaigns of the American Civil War. So we have talked about the games like Stonewall Jackson's War. Uh, there's been games that came out based on this system before. Battle Above the Clouds, uh, which was uh, Chickamauga. And the idea is that it's the, the first thing I'll tell you about the game is um, you get a ton of counters, you get a ton of maps, and uh, basically you get a setup that's going to let you play a great solo game. So... If you are a guy who's like doesn't have a player around who's going to play with you a lot, uh, it's great because the way the game tracks fatigue and units, you can stop at any point when your wife is like, "Hey, Dave, I need to give you taking the trash cans out," <laughs> and then I have to go like, "Oh fuck, trash cans!" I hear the trash truck. I'm like, "Hey, hold up!" I... It doesn't matter because my units already have the fatigue markers under them. 
so it, the game is frozen in place. So at any time when you walk away, basically the idea of the game is uh, a typical unit. Um, guys who haven't played it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the basic. This is great campaigns of the American Civil War. The idea is uh, a unit can spend fatigue. It can move as much as it wants. You never know how far they're going to move. You have to roll a die. So uh, if they're moving by themselves, you might roll a die and add one. If a leader's making the move, you might roll a die and move two. Cavalry might roll two dice, but whatever. The idea is every time a unit activates, they're going to they're going to expend fatigue. They get tired because they're marching. So uh, guys will move one, and then you want to move them again. Then they have two fatigue. Then so as they get more tired, then they can become exhausted. So at the end of a turn, you go through this recovery turn where you say, hey, uh, everybody who has more than two fatigue now flips over to exhausted. And the thing with exhausted means if you make them march uh, past two or three fatigue, they can lose guys who become disorganized or maybe they have like guys who under off like deserters so that's basically what the, the concept of the game is on so the but the way the game works it's beautiful in that you can play in a turn and just walk away like your wife is like did you start the dishwasher or hey have you even checked whatever your wife is fucking gonna you know your wife is so fucking annoying you're whatever your <laughs> wife is trying to bug you about you walk you, off. Everyone else's wife, not you. Right, but <laughs> not my wife. My wife is she's an angel. Um, but they come back and they're like, the game is exactly the way it was. So then you're like, okay, well now I'm going to roll for initiative. So I roll, and it's one dice versus one dice. Oh, the Confederates got the initiative because they tied or beat the the Union roll. So now I can move a Confederate unit. So then you. Move the fatigue one more, and then move. We'll see how far that guy can move. And then you're done. And your wife's like, "Hey, can you? I, the sprinkler's not working on the front yard." So you the dogs are eating do off our avocados, <laughs> or whatever it is. The dog, <laughs> the do, that dog is eating. Can you believe how many dogs? <laughs> that dog's eating those avocados. That's incredible. So, the the whole idea of the game system for us. Let's be honest, we're men. Is you can, <laughs> real, you can just real play, and, and no matter how annoying your spouse is, you can just keep playing the game. <laughs> it's like it never ends. I mean, I've literally had spouse times or like, kids I'm, or friends. I'm, I'm dipping. I'm, I might be dipping and playing in like a coffee cup, and I hear the garage door. I'm like, like I feel like I'm back in high school. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get. I'm running the house trying to get rid of everything, but my game is still pristine. It's just how I left it. Roads glorious. Roads division is still fatigue two in Gettysburg. <laughs> so, so the idea is so th that's the game. So th that's the idea of the game. It it keeps track of itself. So you can move Roads division four times in a turn, and that that's absolutely your priority. You can do that uh, prerogative, I guess I should say. Um, the the downside is they're going to be exhausted. And they're gonna they're gonna lose guys because they've been marched too far. So the fatigue system absolutely keeps track of how many times guys have been moved. And there's rules like, hey, I want to levy a town. I want to levy this town in Pennsylvania, but to levy a town, the unit levying it has to be at least five strength points, and they have to be fatigue level zero. 
So when Rhodes marches into that town, he leaves back a group of guys worth five SPs and then keeps going. And those five SPs basically sit there and wait and wait and wait like three turns until they can get their fatigue points down to where they can like, boom, you're levied. And then they're like, we're out of here. We're going to go back to Rhodes. But that really like reflects the fact that the Confederate forces were stretched across uh, Western Pennsylvania trying to like get loot and like get stuff and like uh, what their priorities were. So very cool. Excellent. I, the, the system is fucking fantastic. It's so good. For Civil Absolutely. War battles. Uh, the, the whole random movement aspect, you're like, oh, I think I'm going to get, like, that's why it's so good for Solo. You're like, oh, I'm going to march these guys around this way. And you're rolling, you're like, fuck. That was shitty. Rolling again, you're like, fuck again. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, well, there goes my great Solo strategy. I was going to go to fuck up the <laughs> Confederates. So now apparently the Confederates are going to run away. You know, so... Uh, but the really cool thing, this is the this is the problem with the game. Um, so Roads to Gettysburg is it's three games in one. It's Here Come the Rebels, which is the Antietam campaign in 1862, which no one talks about. So the the importance of the the Here Come the Rebels game is it comes with new maps, like brand new maps for everything that you need to run that 1862 Antietam campaign. Um, the other thing is, when you went back and bought Stonewall Jackson's Way uh, two years ago, some of those games, some of those scenarios, uh, Stonewall Jackson's Way did kind of the same thing. It said, hey, uh, Stonewall Jackson's Way is going to be bull run, second bull run, all green alike is going to be first bull run. But you need to have the here come the rebels maps. Well, some of us were like, when uh, we there were a bunch of assholes in our industry who bought these games and held on to them, and then we're going to like try to mark them up and sell them. And so you're like, oh, I really need the here come the rebels maps because I want to play that game. Well, the good news is, Roads to Gettysburg has all those here come the rebels maps. So now you've got all the maps <sighs> that you needed to play all the all the all green alike games from the early first bull run game from stonewall jackson's way so the real thing well, is when you're buying when you're buying this system you're buying into a system that is carefully shepherded and controlled by ed beach who is the guy who runs it and they are like these guys are serious they they're, they're really into the game system. They're not going to fuck you over. So you can absolutely rely on the fact that when you buy these products, you are getting a lot of bang for your buck. So Roads for Gettysburg, Lee Strikes North, uh, includes Here Come the Rebels, which was the old uh, Antietam game. It includes Roads to Gettysburg, which was the original Gettysburg game. And it also includes Rebels in the White House, which is the the scenario where scenarios where the rebels uh, monocacy and they early got up there and like tried to invade DC. So uh, you're basically huh. three games for one. Uh, the maps are great. Uh, counters are great. Everything is fucking fantastic. So it is absolute. And and part of the problem is 
the way MMP did it was they did uh, as a package deal. Like we have Atlanta as ours and we're doing roads to Gettysburg. So they, they sold it as this big package deal. So I think the problem is a lot of guys just automatically like purge by the package deal. Atlanta as ours is probably great. I haven't even played it. it it's probably great. But it, it kind of bumps roads to Gettysburg down a little bit because it was part of this huge deal, like this whole like package deal that, that went through. But it should not be underestimated as a product because it is fucking fantastic, dude. Like after playing a couple turns of it, I was like, oh, Sammer, we are playing this. Like we were going to play the U.S. Civil War, the GMT game at the con. And after that, I was like, Sammer, we're not playing you know, no more. playing fucking Rose to Gettysburg. So then Sammer's like, well, now I need to buy Rose to Gettysburg. <laughs> he bought it. Uh, but it's like, you guys are just loose in the middle of Pennsylvania. Like, as Confederates, you're like, you hey, what are we going to levy guys? We're going to burn some railroad stations? Like, what are we going to do? Are we going to, or maybe we could uh, besiege Harper's Ferry, try to see if we can get Harper's Ferry to surrender. Like, you don't know. It's like, it's fucking great. I've never seen a game like it. When you see them, you can almost army Northern Virginia just in full flow marching north. And then slowly the uh, army of the Potomac starts appearing in the south end. Like, hey, is something going on up in Pennsylvania? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> it's but it's great, dude. Must buy. I think it's 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 wow. fantastic. Absolutely. So I don't know. Have you guys played it, Jason? You played a little bit of. Have you played a little bit of the system? Yeah, I played the system and I I love it. It it's really good. It's and it's it is one that I like. And and Dave, even you say it's it's really good solo and it and it. I think it is good solo, but I think it is better opposed because you have no idea what your opponent's doing. Well, it's, but it, it's, great, it's, a, it's, great, it's a great system. It's great opposed in that any game is great opposed, right? But I think the advantage of the game solo is right. you with the know. dice and the randomness. Right. You don't know from turn to turn. Like, you like, I think I'm going to flank this guy, but, like, am I going to get initiative? I don't know. So, yeah, but it's a, it's a great system. Chris, have you played it? Uh, yeah, I played um, the Stormwatch. Sorry, I have Stormwatch Jackson's Way 2. The reprint. And Great I've game. played Great the game. um yeah, it's amazing. And I've played the second Manassas campaign with Alex, who's another of the um, Australian guys. And unfortunately very inactive these days. Um but yeah, it's amazing. It and and I absolutely agree, it's an amazing solo system. Yeah, because no, of the shifting initiative. And it's no, also it's great face to face because your your uh, impulses are yeah. at maximum if you have a really big combat ten minutes. But not longer, and then you've got a change of initiative, and that's just fantastic. It's, oh, it's such with, an amazing system. Samer, Samer gets like really upset because I stare at him, and then Samer gets really mad. Samer doesn't like me staring at him. <laughs> you and Samer, like, Samer will get like, oh man, Samer's gonna get furious. Oh, they stare at him the whole time. Yeah, it's great. I mean, there are like, and and there are there are restrictions. Like initially, the Union in the game can't do shit. So basically, the Confederates are running wild for like the first like three or four turns uh and then slowly the union is like okay we're going to start re uh, realizing what's going on and uh I, I i i basically like i'm texting duck i'm like hey should i 
should I fucking besiege Harper's Ferry? Like, there's rules for it. Like, should I do it? And he's like, I don't know. I've never played a game where somebody did it. Like, he's like, like we're both we're both trying to figure out, like, what the fuck should we do in this game? So nice. Uh, yeah, the game is so the game is fucking magnificent. Really good. Yeah, I'll be curious to see you you guys playing it face to face. But the, so the so, and so the important thing is. Yeah, so uh, Dave's saying it's great, but first off, you get Here Come the Rebels, which is Antietam, with two maps of its own. And then you're going to get Roads to Gettysburg, which is Lee Strikes North, which has two maps of its own. And it has all those those game rules. It has all that stuff. And then you're going to have uh, Rebels in the White House, which I hadn't even noticed until I was reading it, I, I, like I'll be honest, I was in the bathtub with a bunch of suds, <laughs> I had a bunch of soapy bubbles, relaxing, I was just enjoying myself on a living weekend. your life. And I was reading. I'm like, oh snap, fucking rebels in the White House. What the fuck? And then they had they have like three or four scenarios from Rebels in the White House. Advanced game rules for that shit. So that's awesome. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Let's play that shit. That's right. So that's what's good though, because you could be home. Like, this is one of the games where I'm like, uh, like sometimes I'm like, I get too fucked up. Like, I'm too drunk to play. I, I sometimes get too drunk to play. This game is a game where I'm like, I don't want to get drunk because I want to go play some more <laughs> great campaigns of Civil War. So, <laughs> and maybe it has a calming influence on me. So. Maybe those are good. Very so, nice. it is much easier to play uh, in Vassal than live. Because you can't see all your little fatigue markers, where as opposed to uh, yeah, lives. Uh, it's a little tough. Yeah. The fatigue uh, markers, a pain in, they're fucking yeah, annoying. It's, it's a pain in the ass to remove yeah. them during the administration phase, right? Yeah, you're like, oh, Why we got to take these off. Though I do have my little. Uh, so I have two types of uh, tweezers. I have my normal tweezers, and I made little claw tweezers, which can pick up a stack on its own and like like leave the fatigue. So. Nice. Nice. That's a promo. Promo. Yeah, back. <laughs> back yeah so we... that's that's so that's my game I'm reviewing. I'm basically saying, um, if you're a Civil War guy and you don't have roads to Gettysburg two, at least strikes north, uh, you get on board because the fucking game is bananas. And they have some that are like they even have one scenario that's like a solo scenario. It's like, hey, what would happen if uh, Early was going to try to tax Harrisburg, Pennsylvania? So they give you a solo one turn a scenario where you can just and just practice moving the units around. And if you don't get in there, then you lose. So it's like an all or nothing scenario. <laughs> and cool. of course, I was right. I was right away like, fuck off. No basic scenarios. We're doing an advanced scenario. Uh, <laughs> we're doing a big invasion. So right now, Rhodes, Rhodes Division from Ewell's Corps is sitting in Gettysburg. I'm like, I don't know if this is good, but I think I'm supposed to be in Gettysburg. <laughs> so I'm like, we're just sitting there. So what do you so, give it out of 10? Oh, uh, well, that's a 10. I think it's great. Nice. It's, it's the best. The, the, and beers. All, all these games are the best. I think all these GCACW games. They're very good. It, they do such a great job of supporting the product, putting out good uh, corrections. Um, uh, they, I think they're basically trying to create maps for all of Eastern 
the southeastern U.S. So uh, beers, eh, there's some tweezering, probably three beers. I think yeah, beers. I think that's fair. I think we'll learn from the convention. Maybe if Chris comes to a convention, we'll learn how many actual beers it requires to <laughs> yes. move up. So I, I'd say it's more. For the, I've, for the I've certainly right? had more. Just tweezer. That was with Vessel. That was with Vessel. So, well, Vessel's like easy, right? Yeah, Vessel. It's like you can drink as much as you want. So, Chris, you played this system. What do you think of it? Uh, I think it's amazing. I only have one game in the system, which is Stormwatch Exons Way Two, and that gives me more incentive to buy Rods of Gettysburg because it has that one map I'm missing. Yeah, it's it's one of those games. It's a similar like with with Pete when we I played with Pete with OCS and Pete's like. How did I not play this game earlier? I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't yeah. know. Like, how did you not know about this game? <laughs> this is so yeah, good. yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's just amazing. It, it's not a complicated system, but you just have the feeling that it gets operational uh, Civil War right. And the it's idea of right. how tired how tired you guys get and whether they're exhausted, yes. all that stuff really plays into it. Yeah, so basically you, you don't have any uh, specific turn duration. It's just at some point you guys just can't move anymore. Right, at some but, point you're like, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that, that's just amazing. And this, this initiative system that you just roll for each activation. And uh, it's just amazing. It's just such a great system. Yeah, and and it's, it's, really, no, it's, it's not just a simulation. It's, it's a game. It's and, a game and you can were, play there, there, fun. And there were moments that were tight, even in the beginning of the Gettysburg game, where uh, uh, the U.S. infantry was trying to build breastworks at Chambersburg, and the Confederate cavalry was trying to race up and get there before they could finish. And they got there right before they finished it, but they didn't have enough movement to do a prepared attack. They had enough to do a normal attack off the march. So they the... Uh, the uh, Union infantry was one strength point, and they had like like uh, enough breastworks to give them like one and a half or something like that. And then the uh, because they were preparing breastworks, and then the uh, the I think the the Confederate cavalry was like three. This is a tiny unit, and this battle became like a major thing where we rolled the dice so it was to see what was happening. And the the Union retreated, and I was like, oh, thank God. We got Chambersburg. <laughs> and I'm like, now what the fuck are we going to do with Chambersburg? Okay. <laughs> like, but it was this and, these tiny little battles, like all this stuff, all the, out the artillery factors, the tactical differences between leaders. So the big advantage also, for the, the Confederate was that they had, Jenkins was a way better tactical commander than Knipe, Knipe or whoever the, the, Pennsylvania commander was so it, it ended up saving him and he rolled well which always helps and it's also the the maps are amazing and it's amazing how the system forces you onto the road network which I think is very historical that's right because basically if you don't move on a road you don't move at all because even clear terrain is like I think two or three movement points to move into. Well, now so, I'm in the I'm in the situation where I'm trying to like besiege uh, Harper's Ferry. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll try it." So I have one division that's trying to creep through a canyon to get to the east side of Harper's Ferry because you have to get 
it's not enough to get on them from the west side. You also have to get them on them from the other side, the Potomac side. And so they're like trying to sneak through mountain trails. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So Harper's Ferry, I, I, I think it's probably a bad idea for a Gettysburg commander to try to take Harper's Ferry. But I love that they make it an option for you. So I'm doing it. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, and you have all the options. I mean, you're in, you can do you what you have. Want. Yeah, you have specific victory conditions, of course. And I think if you play the campaign and you want to be good, uh, <laughs> you need like a few hours to just understand the victory conditions. At least that's the case with Stonewall yeah, Jackson's so, way. So I don't know about what, what am I, get what am I supposed to do? You know what I'm supposed to do in the scenario? Like, yeah, I, I, I have no fucking move? idea. Like I basically, I'm trying to levy some cities, and then I'm trying to like get uh, Harper's Ferry to surrender. I guess I'm going to see like how many Army Potomac units show up. But I'm like, this is the kind of game we should be playing at fucking Advance After Combat Con because it's like yes. it's Sammer. It would be it's because then then we're like yelling at each other about it. I'm I'm because I'm sitting <laughs> on my own table like what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's beautiful. But the game is fantastic. And yeah, there's tons there's tons of optional rules. Hey, here's what happens. Here's the chances for Harper's Ferry surrendering. Here's the chances for other units to come on. Here's a chance for the Richmond Garrison to show up. There's there's all these extra rules. So if you don't have this game and you're into the Civil War, what the fuck are you do? I mean, basically, if you don't have Stonewall Jackson's way, you're already behind the curve because you've got to fucking get that game. Yeah, and it's too late. It's out of print. Oh, is that a print already? Out of stock. Yeah, oh, I think it's shit. out of print and out of stock. So, but the roads to Gettysburg is fucking fantastic. Great. I mean, it's it's literally like it's kind of like the Confederates are like greyhounds, and they're out in the middle of the area, and they're like, okay, we know we only have so many turns to do what we want. What do we want to do? <laughs> they don't even know. So, so it's a bingo. It's good stuff. Bingo. All right. So, Chris, what do you got? What are you reviewing? Okay. So, my plan was to review the new Kim Kanga game, Nemesis. Oh, um, nice. Oh, I can good. do that, but I have to say I didn't quite make it through an entire game. I'm, I'm still going to do the review. Okay. And if you guys not uh, satisfied with that, I can do something else as well. That's fine. Uh, but I'm going to start with that. Well, we can uh, always record a supplemental review if people like, <laughs> really make a big fuss. Yeah, yeah. I, I can do two, two reviews. I'm, I'm efficient, I'm professional, I'm German. So, yeah, anyway. So, uh, Nemesis, um, as I said, it's the new Kim Kanga design. So, um, you, you, you know you're getting into a good game anyway. So, uh, it's um, published by Legion War Games. And I'm a bit drunk now, so... Please bear with me. That we like it. That we like it. <laughs> so this was my first Legion War Games game, actually, because I don't own Dian Minfu, although I play it. Uh, I'm still waiting for the reprint. Desperately. Um, so please, Renny Lean, if you hear this, just bring it out. Okay? Thank you. Um, so Nemesis on, is on the Burma campaign, 1944. Basically, the same stuff that um, yes. Burma the OCM is about. It's like quartered, quartered safe out here, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, 
so so you're fighting for uh, Imphal and I don't know the places, you know, like Northern Burma, obviously. And you basically, so it's a hex encounter game and um, you have, I think, 50 miles per hex and your units are brigades down to battalions. And you have basically three fronts. So in the west, you're fighting. So from a Japanese perspective, um, you're fighting in the west the British units. In the north, you're fighting the Stillwell Force, which is uh, American units who support Chinese units. And in the east, you've got a whole lot of Chinese units from the Yunnan um, region, which are... um, controlled or commanded by Chiang Kai-shek. By the Chinese units. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I don't know a lot in terms of uh, the historical background about the Burma campaign, so I'm just going to repeat what uh, I know from the game. Um, So basically um, you have one of the according to Kim Kanga, best uh, World War II generals of um, England, still well, um, who controls or who um, commanded the British units, uh, right. British uh, forces. The, Amer- the American general. Uh, no, that's... No, that's... Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, see, <laughs> too drunk. Um, fuck, what, what's British British Slim, <laughs> slim. Uh, slim, yeah, sorry. So, slim. Uh, I'm, here. I'm here for you, Chris. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now you're pulling in your weight now. So, Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Slim. Sorry, Slim. Yeah, Slim Stillwell, Slim's who, the Brit. Stillwell, yeah, Stillwell, is, Stillwell the, is the American guy who is part of the, the Chinese. <laughs> yeah, who supported part of the Chinese troops. And he absolutely hated Chiang Kai-shek. He hated the Chinese, except for those he uh, trained himself or his troops trained. Right, because, because they were terrible. Yeah, <laughs> they are terrible. And then you got Chiang Kai-shek, who is a fucking coward, and his units, who are just horrible. And then you got the Japanese. Uh, I, I can't wait till we get Chris in a game where he's not being recorded. I think Chris is going to be. We're going to hear different Chris. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, like, like Liberty Roads action, where it's like, yeah, these guys—they would be really good. Like, oh, well, yeah, they had different political beliefs, but like, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's okay, Chris. Wh- wh- where was I? Um, we love you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, and you've got the Japanese, um, who are um, commanded by Mutagachi, I think. That's the guy's name. So basically, um, you have a situation where the Japs are rounded on three fronts, and the Japanese, so, so, so the Americans and the English and the Chinese couldn't really agree on a offensive, and the Japanese, completely outnumbered and, and outflanked, decided, you know, fuck it, we are gonna attack, and that's the basic story of the game. And the game itself, as I said, is a hex encounter game. And um, so maybe a bit about the components first. Components are first rate. Uh, Legion War Games really is a great publisher. Map- well, so, so as the the aggressive first player, uh, yes. who are you? So, who, who so are you basically, playing? so the game is 10 turns, and each turn is, I think, a month. And uh, the aggressive player in the first four turns is the Japanese player. And he's trying to gain as much ground as he can. And, and is that then, is it pretty clear as you look at the game, like how to do that? 
No. It was just something that kind of what? like you're like, oh, I have to really like work through my way through the systems and. We, yeah, you play. You need the. You need to roll and know the rules really well to be efficient. I mean, so this we're, is, we're this is not a Dave type yet. game where you can just yeah. throw it down and let's play. Let's no, throw some no, dice no, no, no. And... You're gonna fuck up within the first two turns or so. Yeah, right. So okay. this is this is really a game. The emphasis is on game. You, there are like ideal first moves you can do. Yeah, the and, sequence. So there's it's a sequence yes. type of game, very serious. Yeah. So okay. So I should may first talk about more about the uh, mechanisms. Um. So you don't have a strict sequence of play. You have four phases for each player, but except for the first phase, which you can choose, all the other phases are chit pull. So you've got a assault phase, which basically allows to move all your units as much hey, as hey, they can. Hey, by the way, Chris, can I say that as a German reviewer, you are doing like the most uh, strict. And by the book review, I think we've never had. Yeah, see, see, I like, wanted to start yes, with components, you're, and, and you're, you're, you're so you're, precise. No, no components. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. no. Okay, let's let's so let's go back to I, number one point one point two. In, can we bring Germans in every time <laughs> during a game review? Because it's like so. It's I, I can literally see the, the bullets being put. Okay, we'll go. No, actually, I, I I thought about taking notes, but I didn't. I was too lazy. No, I know. <laughs> and I'm almost I'm I'm almost ruining your German uh, uh, organization, <laughs> like drive to be organized. That's fine. All right. Okay, so, so uh, go ahead. Uh, we'll see. So, okay, back to components. Actually, for a second. That's right. Um, don't let, because don't it's, my also, it's also it's also important. Interrupt your your German drive. <laughs> to get this <laughs> because it's also important for gameplay. Actually, so um, next on Kimkanga's graphic design choices, but the the map is amazing. It looks really good, and it's very clear, and it's a beautiful map. Um. Counters are so-so. They're a bit plain, and they Kanga has like the the guys on the counters. The way they did no, with the, you uh... you get NATO symbols. Oh, and I like that with the DMD food. They actually had the little guys on there. That was nice. Uh, that's actually funny. Do you know the Dien, French DMD food uh, movie from 1993? Um, what's it called again? I think DMD just DMD food. And the the counter graphics on the Dien Bien Phu, uh, Dien Bien Phu um, counters are actually taken from that movie. Oh really? So yeah, yeah, a bit of trivia. Um, so anyway, no, that's NATO symbols, but it kind of makes again, sense because again, something you listeners would never have heard if there wasn't a German reviewer on the podcast. Yeah. But let's I'm here for you guys. I should we always have anti- a German reviewer? <laughs> I watched the we, entire we should movie. Always have a German reviewer. <laughs> I watched the entire movie in French because it, I, uh, there's a director's cut, <laughs> and I, think, I don't I speak think, any French. So I think maybe we should always have me, uh, Jason, uh, the, whoever the guest host is, and then the German reviewer just picks up the scraps. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And for everything else that they miss, they always there's also this other movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, sorry. So sorry, where was I? So I'm yeah, mocking, I'm mocking your your completion. Yeah, you're, that's you're fine. Great job. That's fine. Um, I'm making fun of the great job that you're doing in your review because <laughs> that's you. that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck, where was I? Um, so yeah, NATO symbols on the counters. Um, and you basically have large counters, which are I think three quarter inch 
and smaller counters, which are 0.6 inch. So we are talking very big counters here. And the hexes are very big. So um, it's easy to maneuver for those who are beyond their 60s, um, <laughs> which I don't think there are very many in the guild. But anyway. Um, or, or, so, left, or left in. So, <laughs> yeah, so slowly dying. So Thanks, uh, to, the, thanks to the German Third Reich. Most of them they yeah. killed. Murdered. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, not that it's my fault, but... Uh, so it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You don't have to apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll mind here. Um, <laughs> so, as I said, it's at its core in its sequence of play, it's a cheat pool, and you've got a so you've got four phases for each player, and the Japanese player is always the initiative player, so he plays the first cheat. You've got an assault cheat. Which allows to, uh, which allows all your units to move up to their full movement allowance, and there's also something they call a operational stretch, which allows you to move up to twice your movement allowance if, if you don't enter any enemy zone of control. Um, so you can do pretty fucked up maneuvers with that, and that's why I said you really know to rule, know the rules really well if you want to be good at this game. Uh, because, like, in the first turn, you can cut the half the British army out of supply if you do it well with the Japanese. And uh, at the end of this assault movement, you can do three attacks. But those are not, like, classical attacks where you just attack with as many uh, stacks you have adjacent. You only attack with one stack. So they are going to be costly. Okay, and okay, okay. So basically, um, it sounds like uh, the Japanese can do a bunch of special attacks. So no, the, the faces are the same for each player. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to like, because the problem is like guys will start to fall asleep. So, <laughs> um, so uh, like, can we explain, like, what, what is the, can you explain to me, what is the difference between how the British is it basically British forces versus Japanese? It's British, American, and Chinese forces right. against the Japanese. So, and so, the, the so difference is that the Japanese uh, units the are different units. Explain how they, they fight each other. So there is no direct difference, apart from that the Japanese may declare a Banzai attack and they get a Dairo modifier, but they take more losses, more, more or less. But apart from that, it's the same. But you rate units for quality, which goes from 1 to 3, and almost all the Japanese units are at three. And that um, controls how well you do in combat. It's a combat shift, so if you're attacking uh, with a three-quality guy, a one-quality guy, you get two shifts. So so, so as the units kind of like move up to each other, like are the units, like are the Japanese kind of sneaking up on the allies? Or... Like, mm, like how does yeah, it work as far as way. unit movement? Like, in a way. Like, I assume, like, when when you first start off in the battle, like, where where's everybody set up? Are the so, Japanese in the ports, and the 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 allies are off into the north northwest, or what? So, as I said, it's uh, three fronts with the Chinese in the east, and they just sitting there. They don't automatically right. activate. And You've the got Chinese to roll are die. idiots. Basically, the Chinese are the yeah, worst. Yeah, Chinese are idiots. Okay, forget so about them. For, let's like, forget the, about them for the first four or five. For completely forget about the Eastern Front for the 
northern front you've got americans and a few Japan, uh, chinese trained by the americans and they can be a danger but you just got to keep them at bay and is this, is the, this area movement or is this like hex no movement? this is hex encounter this is hex okay encounter. so they're movement mechanisms. and right. yeah movement points and you know so when terrain. you first start off when we first start off are the uh japanese or the americans and the uh the thai western british are they moving up or is it the japanese no, that, they, are, that are moving forward they do the movement forward so the british stay stand where they are at imphal and like all the indian when brigades you say they, you're talking about japanese hmm? when you said they do the movement forward is that the yeah japanese? the japanese yeah the all japanese right. do the movement okay. forward so okay. they are they have the initiative in the attack in the first four turns and at turn five the monsoon starts so at that point the japanese are going to be fucked if they didn't make enough ground now, now is there a quick like first start like game you can play that just plays out no there's the only beginning? one scenario there's wow. only one scenario which is the campaign game what? and um i understand that there is only one scenario because the game mechanics are very much focused on the campaign so, so if you had to make five statements about this game what would what would they be like descriptions and things that you really feel that this game captures okay so it's competitive okay um it's mechanism driven okay. it's a uh, focus on unit quality um it's focus on supply and if, if 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 you had to pick a side that would be more fun to play, which side would you play? Both, both are oh, equally oh, right. good. So you enjoy them. So, yes. so what was the, what was the puzzle for you as the Japanese player? So for the Japanese player, the initial puzzle is how to make enough ground up until turn four to mitigate the losses you will gain during the monsoon. So. I should, um, sorry, but I have to mention the victory uh, conditions in this game because they are ingenious. Like, all the mechanisms in the, in the game are pretty good, but um, the, the victory rate. You basically have a superior. For the, um, Brit uh, for the, the, for the allies, that's Churchill. And for the um, Japanese, obviously, that's Emperor Hirohito. And you have a track from 0 to 9, and you track the happiness of your superior. And you have two markers with which to track that. You have a um, satisfaction marker for your leader. For the British, that's Slim. And uh, for the Japanese, that's Mutagachi, or what he's called. And if you do very well in combat and take objectives, you increase your satisfaction marker. Also on the same chart, like from 0 to 9. And if you cross the 9, you get back to 0, but you increase your... If he's at 9, you instead take the period of your enemy and also you have a lament marker and if you lose units if you lose objectives you increase the, the lament marker and if the lament marker um, crosses the nine slot you move it back to zero and you decrease your superior and if you're at zero you instead increase the superior of your enemy and you win the game if at any point you have your superior on 9 and the enemy superior on 0, or if at the end of the game your superior is higher than the enemy. So that's basically how you win the game. So because Slim this, is so upset. Slim's like, I, I'm so upset that the Japanese commander is so happy that I give up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so 
basically uh, that system works pretty well because um, at the same time you don't do these stupid uh, last minute attacks you would do in normal games to you to reach p hexes because they will bring you satisfaction points but at the same time you lose troops and they will increase your lament so you might mitigate the gains you actually take with that attack but at the same time for the Japanese in the late game it can be um, you have a reason to take losses because you're just keeping the allies from, from taking or from increasing that's yeah that's uh, uh in 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 it's uh, it sounds like kind of kind of a snake pit <laughs> like it's, yeah it's it's, it's similar it's similar to to how well the um victory track worked in um Dian Fu where you had to reach a certain number of um, strong points you you captured with the Vietnamese or else you were well, morale would drop the problem with the Ambient Fu is if you didn't keep up the pace, you would start to lose. You get behind. Yeah, this is the right? funny thing about um, the Fu had this engine that drove you to had to keep going because if you miss one, then you're behind, and then all your guys are behind. One regiment's behind yeah, morale, yeah. and you, you keep. And at that point, you're pretty much fu much fucked at the as uh, the Vietnam player. So um, at the end, Chris, what did you feel like? You feel like you were the commanding general. You solved yes. the problem. Um, so it's it's part of both. Um, did did think, you did you did you solve the puzzle? Uh, <laughs> I think I've got a pretty much uh, a good idea of turn one Japanese, and I enjoyed it. Um, I normally don't enjoy competitive gaming very much. I'm just a, a guts and glory guy. So did you but, not solve the puzzle? Uh, I, I think I well I made a good job at trying to solve it I think no but and did it's, you, it's a did lot you solve it did you solve uh, it Paul? yeah I don't think I don't think did yeah. you solve it no Chris no uh, so it. the one game I almost finished uh, the Japanese are one behind in turn seven with uh, their superior so I don't think they have a chance because during well, the monsoon the Japanese just deteriorate well, well sorry Chris uh, report back to us when you actually solved this game so it yeah. sounds like this game was a failure for you no, I like it. I, I recommend it. I absolutely recommend it. If you like Dianmin Fu, it's a great game. Um, it's it's also okay solitaire. It plays well. But you might want to be surprised by what your enemy does. Jason, what do you think? All right, good to hear. Scheiße, oh, yeah. Oh, it's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, so what? Yeah. Sorry. No, go. Yeah, I gotta go to the toilet real quick. All right, that's fine. Okay. Jason, you there? Hey, so I can start talking, or what? I don't know what the fuck we're supposed to do in here. All right, all right, fuck. Sorry, I'm back. Yeah, dude, I'm like, Jason's like not around. Don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, I saw it actually. Like whatever. Hey, I, I, I can, I can do a review for Jason. That's fine. Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs>
You tried to phone him? Yeah. Yeah, let me let me hit him up real quick. Hold on for a sec. I think we're gonna be good to go, no matter what. Okay. <laughs> like I don't know what happened with Jason, but uh, <laughs> no idea. Yeah, I don't know how any of this should work outside of wargaming, so we should probably <laughs> uh, we should probably Yeah, just we, we, we like, just forget the entire it. last half hour, so that's, that's, that's it. I think we should probably do that. I, I, I have absolutely no issue if that is not going on the podcast. <laughs> I think we're better off. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. All right, so how I'd like so I'm not saying Jason. What happened to Jason? Yeah, I think he's gone. I think Jason's passed out. Um I guess let's see. I could stop here. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add for the podcast or anything else? Or I could do another review if that's needed, but uh, I don't is know. There, what, what do you want to review? Uh, I could do the Battalion Combat series. Uh, is that for OCS? Is that the OCS? No, series? that's the BCS series. Yeah, I think we're good on that one. So. Okay. Well, good. Uh, you just want to do a straight sign off yeah that's fine with me all right chris well okay. we really appreciate you coming on yeah thank and, you uh, for having me i very much enjoyed it yeah great and i apologize why not if it's gone as well if you gotta click your push to talk button and hey always feel feel free to come out and uh uh visit me if you're coming out in the midwest so yeah feel free to come to germany uh, I'm going to show you a few interesting yeah, but, cities in but, terms but, of 30 years war. But, and but, but, but you have an apartment, so I'm not going to come out there. So no, I don't no, want to stay in yeah, the apartment. But, but yeah, when I'm moving in together like, with I'm not my in, girlfriend, we have, a, we have a big apartment. Oh, that's you know, you deal. will have your own room. That's <laughs> the whole solid point? All right. <laughs> like, I actually have a house that you can come live in. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. You can sleep. <laughs> there's pillows. There's like 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 blankets. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you come out, feel free to enjoy yourself. All right, brother. I will. I will. Thank you. All right, Chris. And uh, and hopefully, who knows? Maybe you can come out to the convention. I'd love to. Absolutely. Maybe, next year. Maybe next year. No, well, who knows? Maybe there's something that happens to your girlfriend, so you can't stay. <laughs> and then that's that's it. All right. All right. Brother. All right, brother. All right, thank you. Bye. Visit us at http://bardgamegeek.com/ build/166600 or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com.